This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. The button. All right. I think we are live. The button has been hit. What is going on, everybody? This is uh, yeah, Randall Thor 19, the man <laughs> with the million, the man who is finally recovered from the illness I had, but uh, we'll talk a little bit about that. But of course, I need to introduce my co-host, couldn't do the show without, the one and only um, Jez Corden of Windows Central. What's going on, Jez? That's me, Jez Corden of Windows Central. Welcome back, buddy. We've missed you. Everyone's mm. missed you. Everyone was, I was getting DMs almost every day with people asking me how you were doing, if you're all right, and all that sort of stuff. The man with the million germs. The man with the That's... million germs. Yeah, I, it's definitely <laughs> been a, a horrible two weeks. I'll say that. Almost three weeks. Definitely uh, would not wish this on my, my worst enemy whatsoever it was you know what they say what doesn't kill you only makes you stronger yeah and i see we got we got a bunch of people in chat already we got miles don pa already here we got megatron we got guns a gun you know we got every, all the uh channel members like gunstar and v simco and you know the mod lethal papa keeping everything you know clean in the chat we appreciate everyone being here it means a lot i i had a lot of messages uh, I'm still trying to get to a lot of them on, on Twitter. Um, I was completely out of it for like a week and a half. It, it was bad. I honestly like. I didn't care what happened, Jez. Like it, Xbox could have bought new studio, but you know what? It's funny because people keep on DMing me, being like, "It's acquisition season, Rand. Xbox is about to just drop the bomb and get all these studios." And I'm like, "Where are you guys hearing this shit from?" You know, because people DM me and be like, I hear they're getting uh, IO Interactive and NetherRealm and Bungie and Rocksteady and it's all happening. It's all happening this week. And I'm just sitting there like dying in my bed being like, I don't care if it happens. I don't care. I, I Whatever. <laughs> I would just continue trying to sleep. Uh, I don't care. Man, I think I do think it's kind of funny that we're in a global pandemic. And you manage to get the respiratory illness that isn't the global pandemic. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. yeah. We got a we got a super chat from Flame says, "Welcome back, Shrimp Althor and Jezenays. Ugh. Glad you're okay, Jezenay. Rand. I wonder though, is the OLED <laughs> model of the podcast or the director's cut? Yeah, there's been some interesting developments <laughs> with Nintendo and uh, director's cuts. We have to talk about. Sin Vendetta says, "Hey, Rand. Glad you're feeling uh, back, feeling better and." back to good health it's been a long couple weeks without you and just looking forward to the show yeah you know normally it's just kind of one you know week we miss or whatever and it's usually yeah. you know we do a whole bunch of shows and it's like one week you know me and just schedules don't align or whatever right but i just i was not in any position to do any shows the past two weeks like i woke up i don't think, I don't think we've ever missed two weeks in a row yeah i woke that's up how, um I woke up on Tuesday and I had full body chills, right? And I was just like, oh, this isn't good. Like, I'm like, normally that's kind of a precursor to the flu, 
right? So then I, I, yeah. I, I took my, my temperature and it was already like 101. I'm like, all right, I'm sick. And then I started getting muscle aches and I'm just like, I was just completely out of it. Like no energy. Like I would literally have to like think and prepare to like, okay, I need to get up and go over here because like I had no energy to do anything. So, you know, I thought maybe it might be COVID or the flu. So I went and got tested for both and, you know, came back negative. Right. And so when it came back negative for COVID, I was like, yeah, all right, cool. It's not COVID at least. Right. All right. And then it was like, okay, it's just the flu. You know, I've had the flu. We've all had the flu. You know, it's a couple days and you're fine. And it was like, you know, I took a test for that and they're like, it's not the flu either. And I'm like, wait a minute, I don't have COVID and I don't have the flu. I'm like, what, what is going on here? So then the doctor's like, well, your symptoms are also, uh, you know, right in line with pneumonia. So go, go, go take a chest X-ray tomorrow. And I'm like, okay. So like the next day happens and keep in mind, like I have no energy. I can't sleep. Right. Because when I try to sleep, I just continue to cough. So I can't sleep because I, I keep coughing. So it's like, it was just a week of me just being a zombie, not sleeping. So when finally I was able to sleep, I think I slept for like 20 hours. Like that's how like out of it and completely just messed up I was. So I went and I took the x-ray, right? And I almost died taking the x-ray because I was just coughing and I I felt like I was going to pass out. And, you know, they call me and they're like, you need to come here tomorrow to get, you know, blah, blah, blah. So they went back to the doctor the next day. Like, yeah, you got pneumonia in your, in your right lung. And I'm like, what the hell? What? Is, like, I don't really do anything. I don't really go anywhere. Right. Uh, but we did have a family get together, uh, like on that Monday before I got sick on Tuesday and I'm like, mm. somebody from my family came over and got me sick. Wow. Yeah. And, uh, so then, you know, <laughs> it did the, the antibiotic stuff and it, it took about, I don't know, five days before the fever because i had like fever 103 all that kind of settled and then like when i was finally like okay like pneumonia is gone i the cough i just had this cough that i could not get rid of and finally it's kind of gone even though i'm still taking cough medicine for it like um uh but yeah i'm like 100 i'm I'm back to like 95 percent. i still have a slight cough that sometimes you know happens but man i it was it was horrible dude like it was absolutely you know, something I, I never want to go through again, ever. Like, that's that's how bad it was. Like, you know, sometimes you get, like, you know, you get you get the flu and then, like, you throw up everything you eat for, like, a day. Like, I'd rather have that than, had, than, than have what, uh, you know, I, I went through. Like, I never want to experience that ever again. Ever. Yeah, it doesn't sound fun. Put it that way. Yeah, I, I'm not, I, I, don't, I don't think, as, as viruses and illnesses go, don't think pneumonia's on my top list of viruses I want to try put it that way. <laughs> uh, yeah. But yeah, we're back, you know, um, haven't made a video in a couple weeks, haven't done a podcast with jazz, um, which, you know, I was looking forward to me and jazz. were talking before the show about some stuff and, you know, it's just, it's just nice to be back. It's nice to, you know, people message me and, uh, you know, like being like, man, I hope you're okay. And that really does mean a lot. So, uh, if you reached out to me, I appreciate you. I'm still trying to go through all my messages on Twitter and stuff that usually takes a while, but, uh, you know, thank you guys for being here. Thank you guys for the messages and the well w- w- wishes. Cause it definitely was definitely right. was, you know, I really appreciate that. Cause man, it was, it was a rough going there for a while. 
you know, like it was, it was, it was as bad as this. Ugh. No, never, <laughs> never again. Never want to have pneumonia again. I hope I never have to hear those words from a doctor ever again. <laughs> Geek says daily reminder that football's coming home. So what is this football coming home thing? I saw a bunch of people on Twitter saying that it's coming home. Jazz, what, what's going on? Football, soccer, something coming home. Yeah, it's a meme. It means it means football's coming home, man. That's what it means. Oh, okay. It means football is coming home to England. That's what it means. Okay, so <laughs> it means nothing, basically, huh? It, it's it's the it's the Euro Cup final, right? So all the all the countries in Europe compete, blah blah blah, and for the first time in a million million years, England's got into the final. So um, it's coming home. It's the lyrics to an old football song from the 90s, and it's why everyone chants at the, at the stadium. And uh, the idea is the trophy, the, the Euros trophy, is coming home to England. Mm. So, yeah, that's so, what it means. So nobody cares. Okay, we got it. No, <laughs> who cares about any of that? Uh, oh, man. V Simcoe says, hey, Jazz, where are the stealth games at, man? Where, where are they? Where are the stealth games? Well, Rand, I think... People care more about football coming home than Ubisoft cares about making a new Splint Cell. So that's where all the that's where all the stuff we can't even are. get a damn like we're getting an, an Assassin's Creed Infinite Infinity or like an Assassin's Creed platform, and they won't even make a goddamn Splinter Cell for us. No, nope. like, maybe they'll make um maybe they'll make uh, Splinter Cell Infinity. Oh my god! <laughs> did, did you see? Did you see all the people? What, okay, what do you think about Assassin's Creed Infinity? What do you think about Assassin's Even though like Assassin's Creed, since Origins and Odyssey and, and Valhalla have kind of been a live service game, what do you think about the idea of like Assassin's Creed being a platform in the same vein as like, you know, Fortnite or whatever? Does that well, excite you? Because like, I couldn't get into Valhalla. Like I played Odyssey, but like I couldn't get into Origins and Valhalla because they're like never ending. And the idea that, like, I don't know, like, I just kind of, like, see that, and I'm just like, jeez, oh, really? Is this where... Well, the the report was, like, a little bit weird, because um, Bloomberg said they compared it to Grand Theft Auto Online mm. as a sort of evolving service with stuff that gets bolted onto it. But when you say Grand Theft Auto Online, surely that means multiplayer, right? So I so. might... Yeah, my, my, my immediate reaction was, oh my god, they want to make Assassin's Creed into a multiplayer game. And they've experimented with multiplayer Assassin's Creed in the past, and some people like it, some people didn't like it, whatever. But um, personally, I, I'm i not interested, personally. Like, I just, like, like I'm not interested in Grand Theft Auto Online. Like, there's no, there's no way you could make that less interesting to me. But whatever. It is what it is. But apparently, it's not going to be multiplayer. Apparently, it is going to be single player. But even then, I'm kind of like, well, what does what does that mean? Is isn't that what we already have with Assassin's Creed Valhalla, where they're just sort of adding DLC, adding tons and tons of DLC? Isn't that what it is already? Like, what what does a single player platform look like? I don't, I can't, I don't even know. Like, is that just something? Is that I don't know? Is it kind of what they did with Hitman? Almost. I mean, kind, kind of. of. I mean, yeah, Hitman's kind of in that vein. I just like Hitman Three has that whole launcher thing going on, where you can like launch into any Hitman level, and then they do like seasonal events for Hitman, 
dad likes stuff to hit man blah 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 they're gonna do it like that like i can't even i can't even envisage how how this could potentially work but for me it just feels like they're getting further and further and further away from what i liked about assassin's creed and what what i feel like made assassin's creed popular in the first place which was stealth action game with you know at least passable storyline like i don't think i assassin's creed hasn't really truly excited me since like the assassin's creed brotherhood trilogy like since Ezio, you know that's the Ezio trilogy like i just i think like they just sort of don't know what to do with it at this point but a lot of people still play it a lot of people still love it it's one of those games that's like a massive brand will will keep selling undoubtedly maybe they'll pull it off maybe they've got a great plan for it and we just don't know what it is and we're filling in the gaps in our knowledge with trepidation and fear maybe it'll be amazing maybe it'll be the best game ever made rand mm, maybe not that very much game. maybe it'll even have um a modern day level where sam fisher becomes the assassin and that's Ooh. your new splinter cell, Rand. that's your new Ooh. splinter cell well, okay, if somehow uh, this whole Assassin's Creed Infinity leads to uh, Splinter Cell coming back and Sam Fisher, then it's all right for me. I don't know. Like, I just kind of, I, I kind of got out mm. of Assassin's Creed based on, like, how long and just involved the games are. Like, I played Odyssey, and I played that for, like, 100 hours, but, like, I just, I started playing Valhalla, and I'm just like, I just can't do this again. You know, like... I play. I played Origins. Like I played Origins for a good fifty hours, I think, and I, I dropped off it. I think in the end because I was just like, I can't, I can't just keep so doing like, these outposts. So, so like, like the idea and... of it being like a platform, and if the games are like Odyssey and, and Valhalla, it's like I'll never play another game like that. But if it's like, hey, maybe there's some smaller experiences, may, mm. maybe I would go for it. But I guess it, it really depends on what Ubisoft decides to do. But, you know, it's that whole, hey, we want the Fortnite money. We, 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 see, we see these platforms, you know, like even though Assassin's Creed sells a shit ton, like every single year they're talking about how it's the best-selling Assassin's Creed ever. It's still never enough. It's still never enough money for these companies. They always want more because they always see someone else making more money and they're like, we could do that. And it's just the like, thing is, it's like... It's kind of... It's kind of like... The the problem is when you're a publicly traded company, the the whole the whole point of the company is to make shareholders money, right? So like it's not enough to just grow or to make money. You have to be competitive. And when there's like another public company like Epic Games or Activision Blizzard with all its mobile stuff or whatever, and they're earning more shareholders money, like the shareholders start freaking out and they're like, Well, what are you doing? You know, be more like them. So it puts them in a weird position. And I think a lot of publishers have this issue right now where they're trying to find out what their place is in a world where more and more people are spending more and more time playing games like Genshin Impact on a phone, playing games like PUBG Mobile and Fortnite on a phone, and playing these sort of service games which evolve over time and stuff like that. Um, I think like a lot of a lot of these companies, these, you know, older publicly traded companies are trying to figure out what, what this means for them. Thankfully, Microsoft's figured out a way around all that with Game Pass. So Microsoft can remain a traditional company and sort of grow out its platform in that other sort of way. But for some of the other companies like EA and you know Ubisoft and you know whoever else, I think there's they are in this position where like, well, what the hell do we do now? You know, how do we grow from hey. here? Because capitalism demands perpetual, unsustainable growth. You hey, know? speaking That's of speaking of EA. 
Do you like the age. do you like the Dragon Age screenshots? What? There's Dragon Age screenshots? I thought I saw you on Twitter. Like, didn't they share oh, some screenshots of Dragon Age and you were like really disappointed by how they looked or yeah. something? Or the art I, style or something? It was concept art, right? The concept art, yeah. Yeah, so EA's been in the news a little bit recently because EA, EA Play is coming up. they got this EA Play event. And the new Dead Space is getting revealed? Yeah, yeah, we know about it. Yeah, so yeah, so there's Dead Space, Reboot, Remake, whatever, reportedly going to be revealed. But there's also, like, Bioware said, we're not, we're not at EA Play to talk about Mass Effect or Dragon Age, but here's a new piece of concept art, whatever. Um... I'm. I wasn't a fan of the concept art direction. I thought it looked cartoony, anime-ish. Mm. It's not what I want from Dragon Age. I want like dark fantasy. I don't want like cartoony whatever. But as some people rightly said in the comments and the replies to that tweet was, it's just concept art. It doesn't mean anything. Blah 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 blah. But um, I just it's sort of it sort of underscores like how I just don't have any faith in Bioware mm. to deliver anymore. And I want them to because I feel emotionally invested in Dragon Age as an IP. I've completed Dragon Age Origins about ten, between 10 20 times. I've, I haven't played any game as much as Dragon Age Origins besides World of Warcraft probably. So like, I really like that franchise and I just have really low expectations because it's, it's EA, man. It's EA. It's EA, yeah, yeah. I mean... I don't know. I only brought that up because I know how much you love Dragon Age. And yeah. I saw that you're disappointed. Uh, the glory of Xbox, though, Jess, has a question. He says, hey, Jez, any news on when we will have information on the new Xbox Flight Simulator accessories? Jez, you must know something. Great show. All hail Phil. Didn't we have that under embargo? Uh-oh, you better not. If, if you do, you better not. I better not. You better, better not, not break embargo. You better not um, break embargo and get in trouble. Yeah. Yeah, I I don't I don't know if I can talk about this, but there is there is some amazing accessories for Flight Simulator coming. I don't know if they've already been announced or not. Um, so I'll I better keep my mouth shut. Yeah, but there, you is, better, there is you better yeah, keep your there mouth is shut. Coming. So if you want to find the best flight sticks for Xbox Flight Simulator, just search for best Xbox flight sticks for Flight Simulator Windows Central, and you will find them all lovingly prepared for you by my lovely team over at windowscentral.com. Yeah. File Windows Central, file jazz. Uh, Space Dovican says the Animus Metaverse. And uh, my man Punkadish, who won a free PS5 the other day, he says, welcome back, fellas. Much love to you both. Thank you, Punk, for the uh, all the support. And uh, it's pretty awesome that you won that PS5 from the, what was it, like Pepsi Mountain Dew uh, like competition or whatever. You just, hey, here, here's a free PS5. That's That's pretty damn awesome. Um, I want a free. I mean, yeah, I want free stuff too. I will say, um, I did get uh, the Xbox. Um, Xbox sent me the Space Jam thing with the three controllers, which are pretty cool, and the LeBron action figure and stuff. That was that was very nice of them. Um, you know, for for them to send it to me, it was a nice little package. You know, I don't normally get stuff from Xbox like that, so is is very nice to be be thought of in that way. It was like, "Hey, would you like this Space Jam stuff?" and I'm like, "Uh, yeah, it sounds pretty cool." Um, especially like, you know, when what's, I was I was sick. The deal, man? What? What's the deal with the making this the new Space Jam? I think Roby Roby Tech tweeted today. Was this first Space Jam so good that we needed a second one? I'm kind of that's how I kind of feel about it right now. Do do you care about new space? Jam? No, I don't because I don't because because I'm a, look. I, I'll admit here that I'm a Michael Jordan 
uh, Stan. Okay, like I grew up in Chicago when Michael Jordan was winning his championships. Nobody can ever convince me that LeBron James is better than Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan is the greatest basketball player of all time. You can never convince me otherwise. So the fact that LeBron James is trying to do another Space Jam movie because he wants to be better than Michael is utterly ridiculous. Nobody's better than Michael. LeBron will never be better than Michael. Uh, just absolutely stop it. And, you know, I, I'm a little biased towards that. So, uh, yeah. So, no. Uh, you know, so, um, yeah. I just, I don't know. I mean, like, I grew up during the, the, the Bulls. Like, Michael Jordan's my favorite player. Like, I'm sorry. Like, anybody that comes at me is like, LeBron's better. I'm just like, not in any, not in, in, the, in any world. You know, like, sorry, not happening. Um, I, I don't know how these people are because it, we we don't. I don't think we do basketball here. No, nah, you only do stupid soccer, right? No, it's it's football. Football, right? yeah. Foot- uh, Flame says, "Hey, Jez, are you a Monster Hunter stories too? And did you know there's a Dragon Quest anime on Hulu that's ongoing? Just looking for a fellow. Just looking out for a fellow weeb, ooh. <laughs> um." I uh, I haven't played Monster Hunter Stories two yet, but my brother reviewed it um, for Windows Central, and it was uh, he really likes it. Um, he said he said it's like the game Pokemon should be. Like if you don't know what Monster Hunter Stories is, it's basically Monster Hunter but Pokemon but good. It's like you know you you don't just use the monsters. You you go out with swords and weapons and fight and you fight alongside your monsters. You don't just send your monsters out to die like in Pokemon. But um, it's only on PC. I'm I'm hoping that it'll come to Xbox and X. It's a turn-based game, so it'd be perfect for XCloud. But you know, I actually wrote an article last week, Rand, when you were when you were sick, asking mm-hmm. Microsoft where, where the hell are all the games for XCloud? Because mm. X XCloud like for Touch on XCloud, because there's there's only like a few dozen games that actually support Touch on XCloud right now, and I think that's really weird. Um, so yeah. Get Monster Hunter Stories 2 on xCloud with Touch. Please, Microsoft. Okay, thanks. Bye. Please, please and thank like, you. Even Doc, even Darkest Dungeon doesn't have touch controls on, on xCloud. What the hell is that about? That'd be know. the perfect game for touch control. Oh, well. I, I love how the chat's talking about Jordan and LeBron. Professor KS says, glad to have the dynamic duo back. MJ is the GOAT. Anyone say LeBron James is better is too young to have seen Michael Jordan and his greatness. That's <laughs> absolutely true. Uh, a Guns a Gun says, it kind of sucks that we got two new Monster Hunter games and none of them released for neither Xbox nor PlayStation. Yeah, yeah I, mean, I, don't, I don't think you're missing a huge amount with Monster Hunter Rise because a lot of people don't really like that game. Um, but it also does suck to just not get games. And I do think it's really, it, it sucks a lot that we didn't get Monster Hunter Stories because Monster Hunter Stories was on Android and iOS for God's sake. And it, now it's like a Switch, a PC exclusive. That's so random. But, you know, whatever. Whatever. Xcoin says, Jazz, tell them to finally add Forza Horizon 4 to a Series X server blade. Why are they lacking? Yeah, so the some of the stuff was added to Series X blades, like some games. Not all mm. games. Or is it all of them now? I have no idea. Um I'll have to look into that. Um I'll look I'll look I'll look into that Xcoin. Hmm. Yeah. I don't oh, know. Yeah. Well, isn't, that, isn't that Shaq guy a ba- basketball player too? Shaq was a basketball player, yes. yes. But isn't he good? He was one of the most dominant players of all time because he was super huge and super big. 
basically could just dunk on anybody. Nobody could stop him. All you could do is follow him because he couldn't shoot free throws. Oh. Yeah. Why didn't, like, the Big Show become a basketball player? <laughs> the Big Show? <laughs> the Big Show, like, he's like, from WWE. He's, like, seven foot tall, isn't he? Wouldn't he, wouldn't he have been a good basketball player? Yeah, well, maybe <laughs> he couldn't dribble the basketball. Who knows, you know? Uh, but anyways. Oh, yeah, you, can't, you can't move with the ball, right? You have to yeah, bounce it. Right? You got to bounce it. Make sure you guys hit the like button if you like Michael Jordan and think he's better than LeBron James. So make, make sure you hit the like button. <laughs> Drop a poll in the chat, man. Drop a poll in the chat about basketball. Yeah, nobody. Yeah, um, Who, who's better, Michael Jordan or LeBron James? Um, so in the in these two weeks that uh, <laughs> I haven't I haven't played a game. Like that's the thing with me when I get sick, I can't play a video game. I haven't played anything, but I know you have. So uh, just really quickly, is there anything that you've been playing recently that has uh, you know, you really enjoyed? <laughs> yes, Rand. Okay. Yes, there is. Um, I've been playing, firstly, Chivalry 2, religiously. Um, I, don't know if, I don't know if we actually talked about this before you were sick, but if we did, I won't go on too much about it, but Chivalry 2 is a dream game. It is amazing. It's kind of like what I hoped For Honor would be like. It's just pure chaos. Like If you don't know what Chivalry 2 is, it's like a PvP game, 64 players in a server, chopping each other to bits with axes and swords. It's hilarious. It's absolutely hilarious. You can, like, cut someone's head off and then beat someone else with their severed head. You can you can lose your arm and keep fighting. There's actually an achievement for killing someone while you've had your arm severed. Damn. There's an achievement for killing people with a loaf of bread. It's just, it's just, it's just wacky as hell and gory as, as anything you can imagine. It is so violent. And the physics are so fun. And it's like, I just love this game. I just love Chivalry 2. It's like the most fun I've had in a PvP game in years. That sounds like fun. Battlefield 1, maybe. I, I know a lot of people didn't like Battlefield 1, but I love Battlefield 1. And I haven't enjoyed a PvP game as much as, as Chivalry 2 since Battlefield 1. I absolutely love it. So definitely check out Chivalry 2. Like, I know it doesn't have a campaign. It's uh, a lot of people are iffy about paying for it on that basis. But um, I just it's just great. You jump on for 20 minutes, cut, cut some people up, you know, and the, 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 tactical, the tactical sword play, it's like, it's like accessible, but there's still like a lot of skill involved. So like, you, even if you're like a total noob, you can go in and have fun. And then, like, as you learn the mechanics and do the truth, I did the tutorial like three times to really sort of learn how the the sword play works and stuff. But um, I love it, man. Chivalry two. That sounds high, awesome. I might actually. High, high I think I actually have the game. I just, like I said, I haven't been. Uh, I haven't been playing much. I got to finish uh, Ratchet because I bought that for seventy bucks. You know. Um, Fair enough. And uh, I got Scarlet Nexus. What? Oh, actually, I've been playing Scholar Nexus too. Oh yeah, how's that? I like. I'm still. I'm still a bit confused about Scholar Nexus. Like, I have no idea what the plot's about. I played it. I think I've put about eight hours into Scholar Nexus so far, or something like that. No idea what's going on. The the story is just crazy. You you get a, you get attacked by like a bouquet of flowers with legs and a skirt. It's just the enemies are the most random chaotic things I've ever seen in a game. But you know it's anime, whatever. 
but the combat's pretty cool. You know, at first I was kind of like, there's no hack and slash and there's no like real strategy to this. But um, when you learn it a bit more and you like learn that some of the attacks have like a dodge element to them. So if you perform the attack in the middle of being attacked, you do like, you can dodge out the way. You get into like this flow and it actually starts to feel really good. And there's also like JRPG bonding mechanics and there's loads of waifus in the game and you know all that oh well no wonder you're like you got waifus (laughs) and it's anime surprise you're on one one of the spectrum with chivalry 2 and then the other end of the spectrum with scarlet nexus you know what you know what i love about you though jez you know what i love about also this podcast and everybody that? that listens to it is that we're not we're not just talk we play games yeah, you know what I mean? Like a lot of like people it. out there, they don't they don't play games. They just talk on Twitter about stuff they have no clue about. And, you know, they, they don't they don't play shit. But you know, Jez, you're always playing something. I mean, I got over a million oh. gamer score for Christ's sake, you know? That's a lot of game score. Yeah, that's a lot of Bobby. That's you know that, that's what I love. Cause some people some people are just there's a lot of there's a lot of uh there's a lot of fake people out there that pretend to actually play games. And then there are actually people that do, you know what I mean? So it's fine to be like a casual and just play. Like if you, if you like someone like our age and you've got like a family, you've got kids and it's like, it's fine. You know, it is what it is. Like you don't have to be like hardcore playing games all the time, but just don't, don't pretend that you're yeah, hardcore. Don't pretend. If you're not, yeah. you know, don't, but... pre- don't pretend and fake that you're an expert or super pro gamer. If, if you just, you know, play games for fun here and there. There's nothing wrong with that. Just don't be fake about it, you know? Um, that's neither here nor there. Oh, Rand, Michael Jordan's winning your poll. I know. Of course he is. I mean, of course Michael Jordan would win. He's the greatest basketball player of all time. Maybe <laughs> the greatest athlete. Well, I wouldn't say that. He's probably not. But still, he is definitely way, be- way better than surely, LeBron James. Surely the Fortnite pro ninja is the best oh, athlete. God. Oh, no? God. No? No? <laughs> Ninja. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Sin. He says, Jez, you also tweeted out about the Xbox app, movies, and TV. Not having a smartphone and TV app, and that spoke to my soul. I've been wanting this for years because <laughs> movies anywhere just doesn't cut it. Yeah, you know, like, it's funny you're talking about being on opposite ends of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. Like, I play, like, the super... I love the super violent, hardcore games that are super depressing. Like, I love Wasteland, and I love, like, Gears, and I love Chivalry. But then I also, like, sometimes I play, like, these cute games, like, you know, Scarlet Nexus, or, like, you know, I don't know. I like simulation games. I like Stardew Valley and all that sort of stuff. And then it's the same with TV shows, man. I like these super hardcore violent movies. And the reason I tweeted about Microsoft film and TV, it's called film and TV in the UK, not movies and TV. Uh, I don't know why. We know what movies are in the UK, but for whatever reason, they felt the need to call it film and TV, whatever. Um, The reason I tweeted that rand is because I watch the Kardashians on Microsoft film and TV. And I didn't have an Xbox set up. And I was like, man, wouldn't it be nice if I could just download film and TV on my smart TV and watch the Kardashians on that? Mm, why Why are you watching the Kardashians? I like it. Okay? I'm tired of pretending I don't. Wait, I can, like do we have to talk about this? Are you, are you being, like, real right now? Are you actually no, one of the real. people who like keeping up with the Kardashians? Yeah, I watched the Kardashians. I'm I'm not afraid to admit it, man. 
Well, I, I mean, Trey, you. you know, Trey Duke says unsubscribe for Jez for disrespect of For Honor, but really, we should unsubscribe to Jez. <laughs> the fact that he watches Keeping Up with the Kardashians, like this is. <laughs> I mean, look, am I the on. only one stunned right now that I don't I don't even know what to say at this point? Like, look at look, chat. Like, man. what is going on? Look, this is look, <laughs> look, look. It, it's it's just you know it's it's meditative, right? It's like you you work hard all day, using your brain, <laughs> thinking really hard, writing articles. What is the one TV show where you literally have to use zero brain cells? You're trolling, it's, right? You're honestly oh, just, you're just like people I are saying, like, you're taking trolling. the piss, right? You're... I am not trolling. I will literally screenshot my film <laughs> and TV. I bought, like, because on Netflix, there's only two, on Netflix UK, there's only two seasons of the Kardashians, only two seasons. So I had to buy them on Xbox. <laughs> and they are not cheap, man. You bought the, keeping the Kardashians on Xbox? Yeah. Because there were, there was only two seasons on Netflix, man. There's only two seasons on Netflix, but there's like 15 seasons, man. So how am I going to watch all those 15 seasons? I bought them on Xbox. But <laughs> you there's, no mobile, there's no mobile app and there's no TV app on the TV. You, you oh, brought God. back my cough. Oh, Look what oh, you God. just did. You're bringing back my pneumonia. I can't believe this. I'm, I'm literally, <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm at a loss for words. This is un, unbelievable. Who would have ever thought that Jez Corden would be a stan, a huge fan of Keeping Up with the Kardashians. It's a good show, man. Have you ever watched it? No. Have you ever watched it? No, I've never seen it. And you know what? My no, my sisters, my sisters, when they were twelve and in, in high school, used to watch it. So, are you saying that you're basically a twelve year old girl? Look, man, it's it's the Kardashians is deeper than you think, man. It's deep. It's deep. It's like a metaphor for the human condition. Oh my god! I gotta search for a new co-host. This is <laughs> this is unacceptable. Oh, man. Tell me at least like the reason you did it is because your girlfriend f- put you up to it. Like it was the show that you and your girlfriend like to watch, and at no, least I, I'd understand it. But like, th- is this the show that you were like, all right, you know, uh, long day at the uh, Window Central done. Let me just let me see what Courtney and Kim and you know the rest of the family are up to you know, and just you know that you know their names you you I mean who doesn't show, know man. the kardashians names they're you know, you, they're famous you know, for being famous you watch it man i know you, you i've watch. never seen an episode and how are we talking like we're talking about michael jordan versus lebron james and now we're talking about keeping up with the kardashians i expect people to t- tweet you non-stop I, I, like this should not, like you, you should have like a scarlet letter from now on, when you go to other, when when you when you when you when you when, you, when you're like guesting on ILP or when you're on somebody else's show, like they should introduce you as the person who loves to watch Keeping Up with the Kardashians, so you can never Dude. live Dude, it down. I love, I just love. I just watch all reality TV, man. I'm down with all of it. Jersey Shore, get hit me up with all of that stuff, man. What was that? Um, ah, oh, man. What was that other one I watched recently? Did you watch Thousand Pound Sisters? That was amazing. Thousand Pound? What are we talking about? We're talking about reality TV. Oh my god! I love reality TV, and I'm not ashamed to admit. Okay, it's like it's it's so relaxing. It's just so relaxing. It's like playing um, it's like playing a match three game on your phone. 
It like uses no brain power whatsoever. I think yeah. I need to like dump you for Miles Dompier. At least, I, hopefully, <laughs> Miles doesn't watch <laughs> something like this. Jesus Christ! Uh, um, uh, Randy's dying. Oh man. Uh, what have you done, Jazz? What have you done? Okay. Unbelievable. Anyway, that's why I was that's why I was pissed that I couldn't get movies and TV on my smart TV because I had to set up my whole Xbox to watch the Kardashians. I mean, I'd be pissed too if you were that that much in love with keeping up with Kardashians and you couldn't watch it. Yeah, you know, I get it. Jesus I've got Christ. like I I own like like eight hundred different items on my Xbox, like on movies and TV. Like seriously though, like like all different tv shows like and movies and stuff that i bought over the years and it really does irritate me that it's the only service that doesn't have a mobile app it's just crazy to me yeah i mean like, I, 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 it, it should i get it but like you know just just keep your love for the for the kardashians on the down low okay we don't, we don't need to revisit this anymore you know? do, you, do you ever watch like Gordon Ramsay or nothing like Carl no, Stewart. No, I don't watch anything reality because it's horrible Hell's television. Kitchen. No, Dude, none um, of that stuff. America, the best thing America ever gave to the world was reality TV. Yeah, uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> I, 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 I kind of like. I need to move on from this because Shark, I, like Shark Tank, Hell's Kitchen, man, the The Apprentice, like all that stuff. It's just great. <laughs> Uh, Space Dovakin says, "Hey, have you guys tried to Plague Tale? It's an awesome game. Indeed, I, I actually love it. I I know they put out the the update, the next gen update, but uh, I already beat that game. So if you guys haven't played Plague Tale, it's in Game Pass, and I believe it's part of PlayStation Plus. Dude, there are how many people over here? Eddie the Psycho is saying, kick him off your podcast. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, RDX NFS says new browser in the beta. Can't wait to play Steam. Have you tried out the?" Uh, Microsoft Edge beta or the uh, Sting in the, the um... yes, and yes you... I have. Um, I have I have used the. I actually just um, I actually just put my Xbox Series S mm. on the on the Alpha Skipper head, so I need to download it again. But um, but yeah, Microsoft Edge works surprisingly well on um, on Xbox. It needs a bit of work. Some websites don't work and stuff like that. Um, but it's a good start. It's a lot better than the old browser. Put it that way. Yeah. Um, Paul says, uh, Jazz, no more you or Mayo for being a fan of that POS show. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, pe- people like people can't believe that you liked. I-, I don't know if there's anybody in here that <laughs> agreed with you. Trey Duke says, too much mayo between your cheeks, Jazz. <laughs> oh, my God. It's uh, it's pretty bad. Uh, Brett says, Rand, start a poll for a new co-host. I vote Lord Cognito. Like, See? Look at this. Ghostface yeah, Killer says, Jazz, man. I fully support you in this endeavor. Respect. You got one person backing you on this, Jazz. Ghostface Killer. He supports you. Flame says, <laughs> hashtag cancel Jazz and a whole bunch of shrimp emoji. Ugh. Okay. <laughs> I'm, getting di- I'm getting tweets about this. As you like, should. This is... and all, all I can say is, none of you people have watched it. Watch the show and then come at me. Because you, you'll, you'll get addicted to it. Mm. it's addictive man it's addictive tv i'm telling you i mean i'm getting tagged in some of this stuff too so it's kind of uh it's kind of funny i paid for it too yeah you paid, it's, it's that's the it's worst like, you literally paid for it yeah I'm, I'm 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 literally funding the kardashians right now so how much how much is a season like it, it's it's not it's not cheap man <laughs> I'm telling you, it's like 20 dollars a season 
Unbelievable. So I spent I spent a lot of money on this shit, but but oh well. Randall Thor featuring Jezel Kardashian. That's <laughs> that's 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 very true. Um, oh, okay, we need to we need oh. to move away from this because we need to protect your integrity. Because the more you talk about Kardashians, the less people are going to be like, oh, "Hey, I need to I need to I need to read uh you know <laughs> like Jez's articles or his his any of his other stuff." So, um, yeah, Jesus Christ, Jazz, what have you done? What have you done? All right, well, you... all I've done is had good taste in TV. Thank you very much. Good taste in TV, huh? <laughs> Unbelievable. Um, you want to talk? Let's talk about something equally as funny. Let's talk about Nintendo, shall we? <laughs> equally as funny. Equally as funny. Are you saying that? Are you saying that the Nintendo Switch upgrade is as superficial as the Kardashians? Uh, is, that, is that what you're saying? Is that the metaphor we're using right now? I don't know, but RDX <laughs> Sunfest says Jez belongs on Spawnwave now, and Sin Vendetta says Jez, I'll back you 100%. Watch what you like, and just for the record, Tammy is awful person. Jesus. Oh, that's that's from Thousand Pound Sisters. Yeah. Artemis I, says, I, Hey, Rand and Jez, Rand, glad you are over your E3 flu. I know this is off topic, but do you think Deathloop is coming to Game Pass PC since it's coming to PC? I would probably say it's not, but I guess maybe we'll find out soon enough or sooner rather than later. You mean Deathloop to PC Game Pass Game at Pass, launch? Yeah, at launch. I think it will come eventually, but probably not at launch. Because one thing we learned from the Epic Games court case is that Sony have started adding provisions to block games coming to Game Pass as well. Didn't didn't they wasn't there something in there about that? Yeah. Or, or that the Game Pass's competition or something like that. But yeah, I think they've probably got a clause in there like not to bring it to Game Pass at least until that exclusivity period finishes. And uh it does for a lot of people were DMing me this past couple of weeks asking me if it was fully exclusive or if it had become fully exclusive. But in the latest trailer, it does say that the exclusivity period miss it, uh, ends on September 14th, 2022, one year after launch. So it's one year exclusivity period. And I suspect that it will come straight to Xbox right after that. So um, we'll have to wait and see. Uh, Rand, someone called Arodimus says we missed their super chat. I think I just yeah. read it. But I do. there is a couple that people oh. donated before the show that I'll, I'll read now. Um Nick says, we know what Machine Games is working on now, but three to four years of development since 2017 has not been disclosed. Wolfenstein. Is Phil sitting on this as a surprise Q1 2022 first party release? No. Um, I don't think Machine Games has secretly been working on a Wolfenstein game that's coming out next year. That would already be announced. They're probably working on Indiana Jones, and that is some years away. As to what they were probably doing, they could have been helping on Starfield. They could have been helping on Deathloop. Um, I don't think there's a surprise game. And um, Space Dovican says, all right, guys, rumors of acquisitions are heating up. Spill the game. Spill the beans. Welcome back, Ren and Jez. Uh, hope Jez goes easy on you. You know what? I, I feel like... All right, let's just talk about this for a minute before we talk about Nintendo Insiders and st- <laughs> stupid Nintendo <laughs> Switch OLED when everybody was expecting a Switch Pro. Like, Jesus Christ. I... Like I saw that announcement, and I just literally laughed. Uh, but um, the acquisition stuff, Jazz. 
acquisition. Have you heard, like, okay, because you got a whole bunch of people talking about acquisitions and how it's acquisition season and acquisitions are happening and Microsoft might have a studio or two that they already acquired, but they haven't announced and blah, 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 blah. What do you feel? How do you feel about the whole acquisition stuff? Like, do you know anything? Do you have anything like that you can share potentially to, because like even on like websites like reset air and Xbox air, like they're talking about Capcom and like, Square Capcom. Enix being like it's 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 like bubbled up again to the point where like I don't know like Bethesda isn't enough like the other studios no. aren't enough like there needs to be more 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 and it needs to be now 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 you know what I mean like that reminded me of that scene in the Matrix where Agent Smith goes more and then loads of clones of himself come in yeah, you know what I'm yeah. talking about yeah but um <clears throat> anyway uh, acquisitions um you know me Rand. I like my documents. That's true. I like, to have, I like to have my physical evidence or I like to have like first-hand sourcing. As in, I don't like having a source that's either... I mean, I don't mind... Obviously, I don't mind anonymous sourcing, but I don't just go on anonymous sourcing. I need to have like a first-hand source, first, someone who's got first-hand knowledge of a situation, not someone who's heard something from someone else, from someone else, from someone else. Before I start believing it, <clears throat> as such, I personally don't have any super credible information at my end about any pending acquisitions. I don't think there's going to be an acquisition announced in the near future, personally. However, that being said, I do have some documentation Mm -hmm, about mm -hmm. the whole thing, the whole thing with um, AT&T, Warner Brothers, and that other company, whose name I can't even remember. Discovery, I believe. Discovery. So... Right now, they do they they're spinning off some of their stuff. Warner Brothers is, and this document I've got seems to suggest that among the studios potentially that they're looking to spin off is NetherRealm and TT Traveler. What is style. TT? Traveler Style. Traveler Style. So on the document, they're just called TT, but <clears throat> Traveler Style. So Warner Brothers might be potentially looking to spin off NetherRealm, Traveler's Tale, and all the Traveler's Tale subsidiaries, and also, I think, one of their mobile game studios or something like that. Um, But the the headline there being really Traveler's Tale, who make the Lego games, and all other sort of stuff. And also NetherRealm, who make more combat. Now, don't take that as evidence that Microsoft is going to acquire NetherRealm or Traveler's Tale. Because I have no information to suggest that they are right now, personally. That doesn't mean they're not. doesn't mean there is. They are. Um, but I have heard that NetherRealm potentially could be up for sale. I have a Traveler's Tale could potentially be up for sale. And I do have a document to back up that evidence. So um, basically what I'm saying is if NetherRealm does get acquired by someone, it wouldn't come as a shock to me given the, the base on the basis of the document that I've got. I have no idea who could pick them up. I have no idea even if, you know, even if they'll go through selling it. I have no idea if they'll be they'll join a new entity um, that'll you know, uh, you know, discovery or whatever. I have no idea if they're going to go over there and keep doing what they do. <clears throat> I have no idea if another studio will pick them up. I have no idea about any of that. But I do know that they 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 are what have been described by Warner Brothers as out of scope of the transaction as in 
Uh, I mean, in scope of... No, sorry. They're not in the scope of the studios that are staying with Warner Brothers. So Monolith and... Um, Rocksteady, Rocksteady and all, and all the other studios aren't yeah. being aren't aren't up for sale essentially. Yeah, they are not in scope, is what the document suggests. So, with that in mind, um, what their strategy seems to be is we want to make games based on Lord of the Rings IP. We want to make games based on the Batman IP. They want to make games that complement their big movie franchises, and also they've got like that big Lord of the Rings thing coming to Amazon Prime. They're going to want a game to tie into that or whatever. Sorry, I'm, I've caught Rand's pneumonia. Yeah, it sounds like it. Yeah, so um, that's basically where that is. So, but I think like after, if I had to like give some sort of guesswork analysis about this, my guesswork would be that Warner Brothers weren't happy with the performance of the Mortal Kombat movie. They weren't happy with the performance of the Lego movies and how they went. Also, the fact that the, you know, the whole Lego IP is licensed out of Denmark and that, you know, eats into their profits potentially. There's probably a royalty deal there that makes them not as lucrative as, as they'd probably want them to be. So they're probably, their mindset is probably like, let's offload these studios because we can't turn Mortal Kombat into a credible entertainment franchise for whatever reason. And we and the Lego movies didn't perform as well as we expected. And also we don't own the Lego IP. So that's a problem for them. But when it comes to Batman and when it comes to Lord of the Rings or whatever, they've still got, they still want to make games based on those franchises because they're still producing, you know, a lot of content based on that IP um movie wise they got like the batman car the adult cartoons that are done fairly well and they've got like all those other batman movies they've got like joker 2 supposed to be being made from you know rumors about that they've also got the battinson movie coming out are you interested in that rand the what movie a battinson movie you know robert robert uh, pattinson oh yeah the batman. Batman. of course I'm, I'm a huge batman fan do you like robert pattinson I'm, 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 he can be a good actor yeah you know what else is pretty good? What Twilight? Twilight Run, of course. Twilight's, Twilight's not only not, not only do you love the Keeping Up with Kardashians, <laughs> you're also probably a huge fan of the Twilight series and Kristen Stewart, aren't you? This episode is this. People are going to listen to this and being like, I don't want to listen to Jez anymore. That's what's going to happen. Oh, not only that, but you're crushing people's dreams, man. It's acquisition season. Microsoft was going to announce. Uh, five studios this week you know they need to they need to respond to what playstation did you know because playstation they bought a studio that they worked with right like house marquee which is a good studio returnal was a good game uh they you know mm-hmm. they make great great stuff right so no surprise that they bought house mark they kind of let it leak or who knows about them buying blue point right like that kind of came out and who knows if that happens like blue point did change their twitter to be like completely independent blah 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 right and and then and then playstation's like we also bought nixus which is funny because you know what nixus is is known for right no nixus is known for making pc ports of games pc ports pc ports yeah yeah. which Um, as we all know playstation's about to port their whole slate of exclusives to pc so like it was funny seeing like yeah playstation get housemark right like great studio and then the PlayStation fans being like, Nixus, another studio. But then it was like, wait a minute. They make, they do PC ports. <laughs> like, yeah, what do you think is going to happen? Like, all these PlayStation games are about to head to PC, right? But, you know, yeah. there, there was the whole thing. Like, will Xbox respond? It's acquisitions. How many studios are they going to get? 
And it's like they literally just bought Bethesda and they're trying to integrate them. But that's never enough for people. You know, like nope. it's it's always nope. like these studios are next. And according to your documentation, the only studios that potentially might be for sale from Warner Brothers are Traveler's Tale, which does Lego games and NetherRealm, right? Yeah. They do Mortal Kombat. Um, and like all the other studios like Rocksteady Monolith or whatever would be not up for sale. And then people are like, well, Avalanche and I own Interactive, but then Microsoft might look at Avalanche like, we'll see how Contraband comes along before we yeah. decide to maybe potentially buy them. So who knows? The same thing with Interactive, like, you know? Uh, yeah, I do feel like I do feel like there's there's a there's a logical conclusion to draw about Avalanche because, you know, Microsoft has sort of they've worked with Avalanche before, sort of through Rage Two, and um, they're familiar with with the id tech engine and and stuff like that, and also they're doing Contraband, which Microsoft are funding, which is supposedly going to have some sort of service aspect to it, like multiplayer. Uh, pa- uh, passive asynchronous multiplayer like Destiny or whatever. So there is some sort of logic behind the the idea that they could acquire Avalanche. There's also some logic behind the idea that they could acquire IO Interactive because Project Dragon, which I have a, a ton of documents about Project Dragon, that game is absurdly ambitious. Project Dragon is like a 10-year game, MMO connected, sort of like path of exile i think where where they're gonna go with it i don't i don't think it's gonna be free to play but they talk about world of warcraft and diablo as being key inspirations for project dragon which means it's going to be like you know fantasy multiplayer connected game like whether it's going to be more connected like diablo whether it's going to be more like full-blown mmo like world of warcraft i'm not 100 sure on but it does have this sort of procedural dungeon generation tech which they're developing in partnership with Microsoft, apparently, um, to bolt onto the the Hitman engine, from what I understand. So there's an argument to be made that Microsoft wouldn't want them to build this massive platform and then potentially leave and go somewhere else. Maybe Microsoft thinks like, well, you know, kind of like with Playground Games, with Forza Horizon, it's kind of like, we don't want to lose this. But maybe they're also thinking like we want to make sure this game actually takes off and it's actually good first. You know, they don't want to. They don't want to like drop. Every, they don't want to go all in on contraband and go all in on Avalanche and then contraband is a massive flop because Avalanche hasn't had a particularly amazing track record with making games that actually resonate with big sales numbers. Like I personally really enjoyed Mad Max, for example. I thought, I, and I also think Rage Two has the best vehicular combat in a game maybe ever and mad max 2 like ramming people off the road in mad max 2 mad max was so it just felt so good it was so satisfying and avalanche is bringing that vehicular combat expertise into contraband which is a game all about smuggling from what i understand so but again mad max and rage 2 didn't sell very well and from, i've also heard that the rage ip is basically dead like you'll never see another rage game again because rage didn't rage 2 did really poorly so it's with that in mind you kind of have to wonder like is microsoft like fully on board and do they think avalanche can deliver do they want to drop like hundreds of millions of dollars potentially on 
what is three studios in Avalanche and ultimately not be able to make a good return. Maybe they want to want them to prove themselves first with Contraband and maybe they'll move on from there. And maybe also like they want to they want to see Project Dragon hit some key milestones before they move ahead with the Aquara and IO Interactive. I don't know. It could just be that these studios want to stay where they are. Or like the because Avalanche is owned by a film company, a Nordic film company, I believe. Mm-hmm, and maybe maybe yeah, maybe they're thinking like we want to hold on to them, you know. Maybe they don't want to sell. Well, that's the thing. Maybe- it's like part of this is because we get D- I get DMs all the time about this stuff, and it's just I don't know. Like it's it's like these things can, can happen at any point in time. Uh, they could take forever. You know, like people were sure that you know PlayStation was going to buy House Marquee earlier in the year, and it they didn't announce it until July. Like these yeah, things take right. time, and like expecting some sort of a like people were expecting. An announcement this week like people were literally expecting microsoft to announce studio acquisitions this week and it's like i don't know to sit there and kind of expect acquisitions like they're like at any point in time is kind of just i don't know ridiculous like sure i thought avalanche is going to get acquired at e3 simply because like so many people were telling me that was the case i mean you thought jazz you thought avalanche was getting acquired at e3 as well remember like it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't I, just. It was like I just didn't hear it from one. Per- I heard it from like six people. Avalanche is in the bag. It's acquired. You were hearing it, and it was just like, okay, this sounds like it's actually done. And then it didn't happen. And then it was like people were like, well, wait a minute. Maybe they have, maybe they have them acquired, but they haven't announced it. But it's like that doesn't make any sense. It's just like no. it was just wrong information, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. I uh, <clears throat> there was so there was there's a lot of smoke. There's a lot of smoke about these these acquisitions rumors right now, um, but you just don't know if if it's just like all from the same place. You don't know if like it's the same the same sources running around telling people rumors that ain't true. I mean that that's why I like to have a document before I put it on when before I put it on a page. I like to have a document. I like to have like a first hand source. I don't like to hear it from the second hand information or whatever. Although there are like sources I trust that our second hand because they've got 100% accurate track records but when my sources that have 100% accurate track records don't know about an acquisition um then i, I as, as as far as i'm concerned it's not happening you know so um i guess we'll wait and see like you say these things take time but you know does microsoft even need more studios at this point yeah they need more is it they need more they're, they're really rebrand yeah, of course they need more who should, who should they buy then? I mean, they need... Yeah. I mean, well, yeah. we... we have, so, Gunstar says they need a studio to pick up Killer Instinct. So, okay, so NetherRealm is the only studio that I think Microsoft well, should Netherrealm, Nether NetherRealm should be bought simply as a defensive measure in case Sony buys them. Because we already see a lot of... A lot of... Um, a, lot of uh, a lot of fighting games skip on, out on Xbox... So if Sony were somehow to acquire NetherRealm, you know, they, they already have Evo. Like, you can pretty much wave the fighting game genre goodbye on Xbox. So it's like, mm. they almost, if NetherRealm is truly up for sale, like, Microsoft needs to buy them. Simply to, like, keep the fighting game uh, community alive on Xbox. Like, you can't let Sony get them. Um, you know, Phil's talked about, look, I, I 100% believe they will buy more studios, you know, uh, and, and, and yeah. publishers. It's just a matter of time. 
You know, the whole acquis this whole, the whole it's acquisition season doesn't mean anything. You know, so uh, it's always acquisition season. I mean, look at look at look, look at like the last couple years, like people buying studios all over the place. But like, if there's somebody that they if if NetherRealm is for sale, like Microsoft needs to buy them. But like, I don't know, they need a family friendly studio so they can bring back uh, Banjo. Not that I would care about Banjo, but like, they either need to acquire a studio that could make Banjo or partner with the studio to make Banjo. Simply because like, I think it's ridiculous that there isn't a Banjo game in the works yet. Um, even though I wouldn't want one. You know what I mean? Um, they need a Killer Instinct studio. And I don't know if that's NetherRealm, but like they kind of... I don't know. Like They just... The whole point of Game Pass is you need a whole bunch of games. And you need a whole bunch of studios. And they've talked about this. Phil, Matt, fucking Phil, Satya. Like, you know, they, they probably need around 30 studios. So they probably need about seven more. Probably, seven? Yeah, they need about seven more studios. I don't, I don't know. I don't know, man. I, I think, like, they need a fighting game studio for, for, like, having Mortal Kombat and Killer Instinct and a studio to sort of, like, they could grow NetherRealm to a two-studio team. One one doing Killer Instinct, one doing Mortal Kombat. I think that would be amazing. They need a studio to make kids' games, Banjo, blah, 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 whatever. I wouldn't mind if they had, like, they bought some nostalgic IP some companies with nostalgic ip i think sonic i honestly think sega and sega would be great get like sonic you get like the foothold in japan and all that stuff my dream acquisition is capcom but i just think that's too that's that's too out there man that's not gonna happen that's too wild that's too much um but man can you imagine if i got capcom man that'd be such a dream they almost did get capcom yeah 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 but then capcom blew up but yeah, if back you, in 2018 or 2017, yeah. they almost had Capcom. That's the thing. Capcom, it's like you get like so much. You get so much with Capcom, man. But you get you get you get a ton of stuff with Sega too. Like Sega's Sega's no slouch either. Um, but again, it's it's sort of like you know, this buying 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 a studio like I don't know, Double Fine or Compulsion. That's one thing. Buying a studio like Sega or Bethesda. Or Capcom, especially like, you know, in in you know Japan, that's so that's so many layers of complexity. Like, the, it comes a point where money ain't enough. You need to have like culture aligned. You need to have people pushing for it on both sides. It has to be a deal that makes sense for everyone and all the employees that depend on those like those wages. You know, it has to make sense from every level, and you know, it's sort of. I just can't see them acquiring something like someone like Sega. That that'd just be a, such a hugely complicated proposition. But who knows, man? Who knows? Um, but I'm pretty happy where they are right now, personally. There's so much to look forward to on the horizon. I mean, sure, I am too. But I'm just saying, <clears throat> judging from what what their goals are and what they've talked about, they're yeah, definitely that's true. they're definitely definitely looking. Sin, Ven- Sin Vendetta says, "Man, I really want Microsoft to pick up NetherRealm." So we can get Mortal Kombat versus Killer Instinct. I mean, Phil Spencer and Ed Boon did show interest in making it possible. That would be, you know, mm. if, if somehow they were able to acquire NetherRealm. And, you know, we know we know NetherRealm is moving away from Mortal Kombat 11. They're doing their next game, whether it's a Marvel game or whether it's Injustice, uh, Injustice 3. Uh, you know, but if they were able to get them, and then you could put them on Mortal Kombat versus Killer Instinct, make Mortal Kombat exclusive... 
that would definitely mm. be be huge. And I, I do think they definitely need a fighting game studio. Uh, JC says they need it like they need it like I need another stimulus check. Don't we all need stimulus checks? Andrew says, would the Mega Constructs IP be a good addition to Xbox Game Pass? It could be a juggernaut if treated properly. What's the Mega Constructs IP, Jez? Mega Constructs, I don't know. I'm not really sure what that is either. RDX, is that, is that, is that like Lego? Is I that think like the, maybe wasn't that that like the Halo Mega Halo Lego? Mega yeah, Box game so, yeah. or something? Yeah. <coughs> RDX says, uh, what do you think about devs talking about Sony charging them 50K to have their games visible on the PlayStation console store? Did you talk about this at all during uh, ILP? Uh, about like the uh, indie devs uh, and uh, I don't think stuff? we did. They talk, we talked a lot about um, King and Addict went off about um, the director's cut stuff. Oh, paying yeah. $10 for, cut, for hat yeah. They went off about that. Sony, I don't think we talked about the indie stuff very much, or maybe we did. And my memory's just about really about like how it's. I don't really know much about it because that was when I think all that information came out when I was in like I don't care yeah. mood, you know. Uh, yeah. But there was some info that came out that says indies aren't very treated well by PlayStation. Yeah, uh, a bunch, a bunch of indie studios. Yeah. So basically, what happened was a bunch of indie studios started like um, expressing their frustration with Sony on uh, Twitter. They, they posted a bunch of things and made accusations about having to pay tens of thousands of dollars to get a favorable placement on the Sony store. And also some people shared pie charts showing their game sales. And they were saying like, we got, we get loads of sales on, uh, we get loads of sales on switch and we get loads of sales on Xbox and we don't get many sales on PlayStation, which you'd think wouldn't be the case given that PlayStation has a bigger platform supposedly and more engaged, more engaged players. But it's just the fact that the the discoverability of the games on their store is not as good. Um, yeah, so people, <laughs> Stodgy said I did talk about on IOP in my memories week. Yeah, sorry about that. Um, but anyway, uh, I I spoke to people at Xbox about this, um, you know, off the record or whatever. And um, it was expressed to me that Microsoft doesn't do that. They don't charge. They don't charge people for placement. Um, or, f- or favorable rankings, I think. Like there is, there is a carousel banner, but you can't like you can't like buy a position on the dashboard, for example, to advertise your game, and you can't like and stuff like that. Um, and right below the carousel, it says like what the newest game releases are, and that's like that's not algorithmic at all. That's just by the game's release date. So no matter what game is released, you you can see it straight underneath the carousel, you know. And you can see, like, I think there's like eight slots or something, ten slots, something like that. And you can see every game that's recently launched, no matter how big they are, no matter what what type of game they are, they're all there together. Um, you know, so I don't have a lot of experience with what the PlayStation Store looks like. I don't have a PlayStation anymore, so I, I can't remember off the top of my head what it's like. But the accusation was that basically Sony charges people for positioning on that store, which is not very nice, you know for an indie dev and and it sort of i think what it did was it compounded with the the whole the whole thing that sony charges devs a sort of fee to offset their losses from crossplay. so like if you if you're like a Fortnite or an overwatch you have to pay sony a huge amount of money for crossplay. but you don't have to pay xbox anything you don't have to play pay steam anything so i think that's like it's sort of like snowballed in with that and sort of 
and also this sort of this narrative about Sony selling features like haptics for ten dollars with the directed cut. Um, it sort of coalesced with all that to make it make Sony look bad, basically. Um, <clears throat> so I don't know. That was the whole story about it. Um, it's capitalism, baby. You know, capitalism. Sony can make yeah, Sony can make those demands because they're the biggest platform. But that's the thing. If like if enough indie devs come out and complain about it, then Sony might change course. You know, um, but. I don't have a, I don't have particularly strong strong opinions about it. Like it sucks, but like, what are you gonna do? You know. Um, and also, it's sort of like it's easy for Microsoft to, um, it's easy for Microsoft to. Well, actually, Microsoft hasn't pointed a finger at Sony at all. But it's easy for like Xbox fans to point a finger at Sony and say Sony's scum for doing this. But we don't know how Microsoft would behave if they were in the dominant position. Like certainly in the last gen, um, Microsoft alienated a lot of indie devs with its policies on the Xbox 360 with, uh, when it comes to Xbox Live Arcade. Like there are famous, famously Supergiant and the developer of Fez, and I think this, I did mention this on Iron Lord's podcast as well. Um, Supergiant and the developer of Fez, I can't remember his name. Uh, Phil what Fish. His name, Phil Fish. Phil Fish. Yeah, yeah, that's his name. They, they um, hated uh xbox or some yeah. policy like legit they yeah, yeah they did so it's not like it's not like microsoft's incapable of treating indies badly but you just have to hope that like in the phil era this wouldn't happen even if they were dominant in a dominant position because surely they've got to remember and stay humble but then we think about this all the time about like you know sony sony had its arrogant era with the ps3 and they got slapped for it and then they came back strong in the PS4 era. Is Sony potentially getting arrogant mm, again? Arrogant Sony people... again? Yeah, maybe taking people for granted. I don't know. You know. I mean, what do you think about it? I'm not surprised. I mean, you, you did kind of hear some of those quotes from people being like, you know, Sony was very kind to a lot of the indies when they needed them, and then Sony's first party started getting going, and like Sony didn't really need them. So it's it's pretty tough uh, to get visibility on the PlayStation Store because Sony's whole business model is you know AAA games and stuff and you know there's so many games that come out that don't get seen that <clears throat> it makes it seem like PlayStation is kind of um, bigger than everything. So it's just like you know they're just kind of like well if you're not if you're just a random indie dev like why should we care you know. So it's it's not that yeah. big of a surprise, and uh, maybe they'll they'll work to to making it better. But I mean, you've seen a lot of indie devs like go more towards the Switch because get, their games started selling better on the Switch, and you start seeing some of them more go towards Xbox because of Game Pass and getting that stuff. And you know, Sony does their deals with some of the indies. It's just I don't know. I feel like it's cyclical. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like this stuff kind of happens. Like Microsoft had a lot of problems with indies during the 360 era. They had a lot of problems with the indies during the beginning of the Xbox One era because of the parity clause, if you remember, right? Um, Nintendo had a lot of issues before the Switch. It just it just kind of seems like it comes and goes. Like somebody's doing really well, and then they have success, and then they forget the people that helped them get there. You know, it's it happens all the time for all these 
all these different uh, companies. Um, Gunstar says Lego Kardashians. You know, Jez would definitely buy that. <laughs> Lego Kardashians, indeed. Victor says, welcome back, Rand. Glad to see you're doing fine. Thank you. Thank you for everyone being here. I think we almost have 1,300 people watching, which is incredible. Uh, I haven't released any content in over, like, two weeks. This is the first podcast in over two weeks, so... The fact that we have like add that many people here is is awesome. Make sure you guys hit the like button if you're enjoying the show and are as stunned as I am that Jez watches Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Not only watches it, but actually spent money on it. Actually bought seasons of it, right? Spent like, like $170. Jesus Christ. <laughs> you need to... I don't know. Uh, Boogeyman uh, says Microsoft no. just needs to drop a big enough bag. Off to buy all of WB Studios from Discovery as well. Traveler's Tale, Lego mashups with all the first-party games. NetherRealm could do Killer Instinct and Mortal Kombat, and the rest could do Harry Potter and DC. Uh, Horace Hamilton with the Super Chat, but no message. Thank you. Uh, Red Cloud Gamer says, Buy NetherRealm and grow them to three studios, one for Mortal Kombat and Justice, one for Killer Instinct, and one to bring back Mortal Kombat Shaolin Monks. Uh, a lot of people want NetherRealm. Um, they're a great developer. Um, Space Dovakin says Windows Central stock are down 300%. I wonder, <laughs> wonder why that is. I wonder why that is. Uh, and we got one here from Face. He says, how would you guys feel if Sony acquired Square Enix or Capcom and they made everything exclusive to the PlayStation and you couldn't play on your preferred platform? Um, well, I mean, I do have a PlayStation, so if... I mean, Square Enix is sort of already PlayStation exclusive right now when it comes to a lot of their Japanese stuff, right? Like Final Fantasy 16, Final Fantasy Remake, right? Uh, Forspoken, they're already exclusive for X amount of time. Uh, so, you know, I mean, it kind of they're already in that position. Capcom, I mean, <laughs> I would just play them on PlayStation. Uh, but I don't know. I mean, Face, do you think... Sony is going to be buying uh, a publisher anytime soon. Do you want Sony to buy a publisher to get back at Microsoft buying Bethesda? Do you think Capcom wants to sell? Because it sounds like Capcom's doing really good and they don't really need anybody's help. You know? Yeah. Um, I think like I think there was a point in Capcom's life when they might have sold, but I don't think that point is right now. They're absolutely crushing it right now. They really are. They just sort of like need to figure out sort of i don't know a sort of service game that can be their backbone like a lot a lot of games like a lot of companies have like a backbone that they sort of use as a service game like fifa has fifa ultimate team like activision has like a bunch of mobile games stuff like that capcom doesn't really have a big service game like it has a few mobile games and stuff but i think like once capcom figures that out they'll just be flying you know they've tried with a bunch of resident evil multi uh, multiplayer games. What the hell happened to that Resident Evil Village multiplayer game? What happened to that? Didn't Brand? it get delayed? It Did it come out? I no, don't... I don't think so. What was it called? I can't even remember. Uh, Resident Evil. I forget. Reverse. Reverse. Yeah. Something like, like what that. What the hell happened to that? Like, uh, no one wants that. Yeah, I, I don't. Yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah, I mean, if like you know they were to buy those companies, I just would play them on the PlayStation. It's just it is what it is, you know. It, it just it's business at the end of the day. Like if I want to play Final Fantasy 16, I know where I need to play it, you know. Uh, so it's just you know I have the system, so it's just a matter of playing it playing it there. It's not that big of a deal, you know. 
to me. I just would play it on whatever systems I have. Um, God, we kind of went off on a tangent there. Alex says, God, no, Jez. God, no. <laughs> yeah, people are going to find out about your love about uh, Capcom or Kardashians. But we were going <laughs> to talk about Nintendo because we were going to laugh at them. Uh, yes, and, we were. And we, were we just kind of went on this whole tangent about acquisition season and a whole <laughs> bunch of other stupid stuff. And um, yeah, I, mean, I, had, I had my great my great metaphor of the OLED being superficial, like yeah. Yeah. What what happened? But anyway, what what did you you were laughing about the? the I was laughing OLED. because <clears throat> because it's just so typical Nintendo. It's just yeah. It's just typical Nintendo to offer basically uh. A, not even really an upgrade, right? It's like, what, an eighth of an inch bigger? It's an OLED screen. But, like, I had a game on a goddamn OLED, right? It's like no other improvements. Oh, it's got a kickstand. It's got a better kickstand, guys. Ooh, we got a LAN port. Like, oh, my God. Like, you know, the, the OG <laughs> Xbox came with the LAN port, a dedicated LAN port back in 2001. Like, oh, Nintendo, what are you doing here? Like, yo, you're really doing things for your fans. And then not only that, but you have to pay $50 more expense, more for, for this OLED screen. And I guess maybe people were expecting something else. Like the, the insiders, <laughs> hey, the Nintendo switch pros coming guys. It's going to do 4k. It's got DLSSSSSSSS baked on the inside. This, the system that's this handheld system that for $300 is the games are going to look better than anything on the PS5 and the Series X. All because of DLSSSSSS, right? That's a lot of messages. All these, all these Nintendo insiders were like, it's happening. You're going to be able to play Breath of the Wild 2 at 60 frames in 4K. It's going to be the best looking game of all time. And then the announcement just comes, this, this weak ass announcement comes on a Tuesday. And it's like, it's the Nintendo Switch OLED. Seven inch OLED screen and nothing else. No extra RAM, no extra memory, no extra components. Still going to be running games in a slideshow. And I just had to sit there and laugh because I was watching all the reactions and people were like, well, does that, am I not going to be able to play Breath of the Wild 2 at 60 frames? And I'm just like, <laughs> oh my God. What did no, you I think? Because you like, because I'm the Nintendo hater here, right? Like I, I, people know I don't care about Nintendo. But as someone who does care about Nintendo, like you like Pokemon and stuff. Nah, I'm, I'm over them, man. Oh, you're over them? You're over them? You grew I'm up? I'm over okay. Nintendo. I'm over, I, like that. I swear, what 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 did it for me was the, the the whole Mario is dead thing. You know that whole meme where they they arbitrarily removed a digital game to create inflated desire to buy the game. Like that's like that's like manipulating children. And I was just that that was what it did for me. That's what did it for me. Like I was just like that is just so scummy. That is so greedy. That is so disgusting and slimy. I just can't deal with this company anymore, man. Like screw Nintendo, they suck, <laughs> and I'm done. I'm done with it. Like I can't. I. I mean, even if it wasn't, even if it wasn't for that Mario thing, after playing like, after playing games at 60 frames a second so long, I just can't go back to 15 FPS, man. <laughs> like I was playing like Monster Hunter Rise demo on the Switch, and I was just like, I can't do this. I've been playing like Monster Hunter World on. Um, on Xbox, Xbox One X, which is 30 frames per second, and then Xbox Series X, which is like unlocked, goes up to 60 frames, 50 frames per second, and it's just it's such a, 
the game feels the same, but worse. Like Monster Hunter mm. Rise is Monster Hunter World, but worse. So I was just like, I just can't deal with this hardware anymore. It's so bad. And the, my battery was flat. And I was like, there's no way I'm going to buy a new one because they're so expensive. So I was just kind of like, I'm done with this company, man. I'm just totally done with this company. But it's it's whatever, man. It's whatever. It's just typical Nintendo. I What cracked me up about the whole Nintendo Switch OLED thing was how wrong all the insiders were. Mm. They were saying, like, it's going to have a DGPU in the dock. <laughs> it's going to have, like, all DLF, this, like... SSS. Yeah, all this super cool stuff in the dark that make it 4K and all whatever. And it just none of it happened. Like that that kickstand thing is like the surface RT at that from like how many years ago the original surface come out. It's just it's just funny, man. It's they make shoddy hardware. They make cut corner games like Pokémon Sword and Shield full of cut corners. Let's be honest, man. I've just I think I just it was just all nostalgia, man. Mm. It was all nostalgia. Mm. And I don't need nostalgia in my life anymore. I wanna look ahead, Rand. I wanna look ahead to the future. I wanna look ahead to the into the stars. The field of stars, Rand. I wanna look ahead the into the, field? The, the 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 infinite halos, you know? Mm. I wanna look ahead into a fabled future. Oh, a fabled in a, in a, future. Okay. In a perfect dark. Oh I, 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 <laughs> look at you. <laughs> Look at you go. I, I'm just, I'm just done. And also, it's time. Like, I don't, I don't even, I don't even have the time for more games. I'm maybe I'm just old. Maybe I'm just getting jaded. Rand, is that you why you don't like Pokemon? Because you, you're like pushing fifty, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, you're, yeah. Yeah, so you don't like Nintendo because you, you, you're getting old, right? So maybe, maybe I'm just getting old, like Rand. I just, oh, I just, you know, the funny thing is, is like this thing's gonna sell like hotcakes. Yeah, it's gonna sell. <laughs> we all know it's gonna sell out. Yeah. You guys know it's going to sell out, right? Everyone listening to this knows it's going to sell out. Everyone knows it's going to sell out. I've seen people even say, like, on Twitter, the o- the, the Switch OLED is dumb. I'm still going to buy it. I'm Switch- <laughs> I-, I don't like the Switch OLED. It has serves no po- purpose, but Nintendo's got my 350. It's like, oh, okay. You know? Yeah. I mean, I guess there's still some hope for the Switch Pro next year. Or maybe in 2023, but like... How are you going to feel if you just bought a Switch OLED and they bring out a Switch Pro Nintendo next year? doesn't care, care, whatever. They don't care, they don't care. They don't care. care. They, don't care. They, they could release a new Switch every year. Nintendo... Maybe Nintendo Switch would be the new Call of Duty. Nintendo just, just kind of... Like, what, didn't they basically release all the Wii U games that nobody bought because nobody bought the Wii U and just released them all again for the... For the... For the Switch? Like... Am I am I wrong in that? Like, didn't they do that? Like all the Wii U games that nobody bought? I, I don't even I don't know because I don't even know when Nintendo released, released, released that, um, that that Zelda game, the the Skyward game. Sword, and then the, the, yeah. like for sixty bucks, right? Sixty dollars. You have you have EA. You have no. EA literally packaging in three Mass Effect games, upgrading them to four K, doing quality of life improvements across the whole thing. All three games for $60, and Nintendo's like, here's one of the most hated Zelda games, and we're basically doing nothing, and it's $60, and you guys will buy it because you guys buy everything. Not only that, Rand, but some of the features require fucking Amiibo, which costs like another, what, $15? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Nintendo just gets away with everything. They get away. Nobody calls them out on this shit. They just get away with it. 
No, so, I mean, some people Literally call them out, but it's like the people that call them out are like, this is stupid, but I'm buying it. It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> you know? The thing is, like, about Nintendo have hit a point where buying their stuff makes you feel a certain way. When I buy a Pokemon game, it makes me relive those moments of my childhood where you sort of, you sort of, you still believe that there's a reason to live. You know? <laughs> you know what I mean? Okay, like maybe that's a bit dark, but you're still you're still like in this sort of childhood wonderment phase where you're innocent and the whole world is full of beauty and possibilities and and stuff like that. And part when you buy a new Pokemon game, even if it's trash, it makes you feel a certain way. And Nintendo has gotten to that point where it can be like buying a new Zelda game makes you feel a certain way. Buying a new Mario game makes you feel a certain way. It makes you feel like you're back in the 90s, you know, with your strawberry milk and your cookies and your CRT TV, bathing in the glow of light bulb technology that probably gives you tumors. And, you know, it makes you feel a certain way, man. <laughs> but that's the problem that Xbox has got. They've got, like, very little nostalgia books to, pat, you know, to tap into. And the only nostalgia books they do have is Minecraft, which is like multi-platform. So Microsoft's came playing catch up a little bit with the nostalgia books, but which is why um, they probably should do banjo. They should do a banjo, and it's why also why I like it's it's one of the reasons they they brought back Age of Empires and Flight Simulator. Th- those franchises have nostalgia books attached to them, but like in a different way, maybe. Halo has some nostalgia books, but it's not as it's not as far back as nintendo goes like nintendo has been consistently delivering people fun and relaxation for decades and that is worth something even though nintendo treats its fans like garbage it's worth something what they do you know it is worth something it is worth you know feeling a certain way there is like there is value in nostalgia like i'm not saying like i'm not going to sit here on ivory tower and say this game is bad just because it doesn't you know, just because it, it, it banks a lot on nostalgia, you know, because nostalgia has value too. But um, I kind of gotten over it. I gotten over it, man. I'm kind of gotten over it. Nintendo, sad. So do you, so do you think the Switch Pro that people were talking about is like actually going to come out next year or two years from now, or is the Switch Pro going to be the Switch Two? Like, <sighs> if you had to guess right now today. You have this new Nintendo Switch OLED. You had the rumors about the Nintendo Switch Pro with the DLS and all that stuff, right? 4K. Do you think that is a thing? And do you think it's coming out in a year or two? Or do you think that is just the Switch Pro? Like, if you had to put money on, money down on a bet, what do you think? Man. I don't, I don't want to know. I don't want to bet on this because... Nintendo, like you say, Nintendo could do whatever they want. They could either be like, you know what, we could just we could just ride this out for another year. Why not? You know, um, and then release it in two years, uh, Switch Pro, whatever. I don't see why they couldn't get away with that. They've pretty much gotten away with you know outdated hardware for this long. Um, and also Nintendo is doing the whole cloud thing now. Like I don't know if you saw, but um, I can't remember what game it is. There is a game coming out for Nintendo Switch that streams from Nintendo's cloud, which is new. So maybe they're thinking like maybe we maybe they're thinking we take all the money we make from this and invest it in our own cloud infrastructure. I don't know. They did upgrade their networking infrastructure specifically for Monster Hunter Rise multiplayer. 
because it wouldn't have been possible to run the game on Nintendo's existing infrastructure, which is hilarious. Because Nintendo hadn't upgraded servers since the GameCube days, apparently. So, um, but I honestly don't know, man. I, I don't think they'll release a Switch Pro next year. I could be completely wrong. And that's a complete guess. I have no information. I don't, I don't investigate Nintendo. Um, but if I had to guess, I would say the chip shortage plays out into next year. And I think that's one of the issues here is that getting new silicon is troublesome. You know, and Microsoft's invested a lot of its, its uh, you know, Xbox Series X silicon in the cloud. Maybe that's where Nintendo's putting a lot of its new silicon. Maybe they're building a cloud. I don't know. Um, but no, I, I don't think we'll see a Switch Pro anytime soon, but I could be completely wrong. What do you think? Uh, Predict brand. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, you know, the, the Xbox sold the 1S and then they sold the 1X the year after and Sony did a Slim and a Pro the same year. I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't put it past Nintendo to to sell a Switch Pro essentially with like Breath of the Wild 2 and you have all these people upgrading their Switches right now with the OLED and then having them all buy it again for a Switch Pro in a year or two or whatever, depending on whenever it would come out, you know? Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I think that's I think that's totally realistic. It's just, you know, whatever Nintendo touches turns to gold. I, I think that, but it is funny to like all the Nintendo insiders were like, it's happening. And then it was just like, nope, it's just a regular, it's just eighth, eighth of an inch bigger and double the storage or whatever. And it's just like, oh, Nintendo. And then, you know, what? And then PlayStation announced, because it was the week, then the PlayStation announced their state of play, which was focused on Xbox's death loop. And <laughs> Xbox death loop, which is still, <clears throat> I, I don't know, like how, how are the PlayStation guys, how are they going to um, approach this game? Because it's exclusive, but like it's an Xbox game, right? So if it's good, mm-hmm you're praising an Xbox game and we we know PlayStation guys don't don't want to give Xbox any credit. So it's an Xbox game, so if it's good but then it's not they're not going to get a sequel because you know, if there's a Deathloop 2, that game will probably only be on Xbox. It's like how do how do the PlayStation fans approach Deathloop? It's kind of an interesting scenario, isn't it? Yeah, it is it is a bit weird. And we did get confirmation that it's a year exclusive or whatever. Yeah, who um, made up this stupid rumor that it was a permanent exclusive? I don't know. I got a bunch of DMs about it recently, like that that it was going to be a permanent exclusive. But um, I think they even even said in a previous trailer that it was only a year exclusive. So it's it wasn't even news that it was uh, you know a year exclusive. But they reiterated it again today. Um, whatever it is, what it is. Um, but yeah, are you gonna are you gonna get Deathloop on PlayStation or, or wait for it or what? How are you gonna handle that? No, I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna get it on PlayStation. I love Arcane. I can't wait to play it a year, mm-hmm. you know, later on Xbox. So I'll get it. I'll get it on PlayStation. Um, and you know, then I'll probably play it uh later on there. Um, you know, on Xbox or whatever. I just, I don't know. Like the idea that like Deathloop is a permanent exclusive is kind of just laughable, you know, to me. I don't. People yeah. are saying in chat that Colin Moriarty said that it was a permanent exclusive, but uh, right. I don't know. Like it's literally in the trailers that it's you know a, a, a year timed exclusive, like most of their stuff. So uh, we'll have to we'll have to wait and see on that. But it's <clears throat> interesting because 
um, a lot of uh, you know people were looking forward to the state of play because Sony skipped E3, right? Mm. And then Sony was like, well, we're not going to talk about God of War or Horizon or anything. And then like nobody really cared about the state of play and now everyone now now like the rumor is like they're gonna have a bigger show in august with all these other games and stuff and it's just i don't know it's funny and then the, all the kojima stuff that happened the last couple weeks you know did you see all the stuff that happened with the abandoned game and oh god that drama was just crazy yeah like believing it was a kojima thing and i, I was talking to jeff yeah. about it and i'm like how much of this is it because people want to believe that the abandoned game is a Kojima game simply because they don't want to believe that Kojima is working with Xbox? And Jeff was like, pretty much most of it, right? And I think Jeff came out and said that like Kojima signed a letter of, letter of intent with Xbox for their next game or something like that, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Sounds like it's happening. I don't know if you saw their blog post from yesterday from the announcement of Death Stranding Director's Cut. It was basically like a goodbye letter to the PlayStation community? Did, did you see it? Yeah, I mean, it was a bit... I don't know, you could take it either way. It's a bit vague. I wouldn't I wouldn't say it's a goodbye letter necessarily. I don't know. Do you, do you think it was a goodbye letter? Like, I mean, when, I, to, when I read it, I, wanna say, I don't know. When I read it, I, the first thing I thought of is like, they're saying goodbye. I don't know. Hmm. Maybe, maybe I could be wrong, but right. that, that's the vibe I got from it was like, we want yeah. to thank you, the you know PlayStation community, for everything you've done. Blah 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 blah. It just read like, yeah, you know, our next game's not with with PlayStation. You know, like we're moving on. Um, I don't know. I just that's kind of the vibe I got. But I guess the other thing was I wanted to talk about specifically was about this director's cut stuff, the rise of the director's yeah. cut. You know, you, you have. I mean, how do you feel about it, Jess? So you have like you have. Death Stranding, a game which you said you were going to finish and you didn't. You got to exactly where I said you were going to get to and you stopped playing the game, right? Well, um, maybe maybe, that, maybe I stopped playing there because you said that and it sort of did something to my yeah, brain. Yeah, I'm maybe, sure it did. So maybe, maybe it's all your fault and so it's now, not Kojima's fault at all. So now for $10, you can upgrade to the PS5 version and they have a whole bunch of new stuff, new story missions, new enemies, new weapons, new whole bunch of stuff. And then you have like the Ghost of Tsushima thing for like $30, you can upgrade. And I think 20 of it is for the expansion, but then 10 of it's like for the haptic feedback of the PS5 controller and some of this other stuff. Like, how do you feel about this rise of this director's cut and like essentially paying for content again that you may have already paid for? I mean, it's it's kind of irritating. Part of it is symptomatic of the fact that Sony never set up like a a system in their back end for making games that translate across the platforms like PlayStation 5 and PlayStation 4 are effectively like separate platforms like if a developer wants to do like a direct upgrade path they have to like hard code that into their game or something like that from what i understand so like there there's sort of like it's symptomatic of that in in a way but in another way it's kind of annoying that um I know I would be annoyed, for example, if I bought a video game console that had a unique selling point of haptic triggers or whatever. So like, say for example, with that, I mean, I know, I know the, the triggers on the PlayStation 5 are far more advanced than this, but imagine like, for example, Gears of, to get like Gears of War's 3D 
rumble triggers or whatever the Xbox calls it. I can't remember what it's called now. But imagine to get that, you had to like it was only including the ultimate edition. That'd be really weird. I know, you know, I think that'd just be really strange. And it's it's just doesn't make much sense to me. Like why why wouldn't why wouldn't you include that for free? Like I have no I have no issue paying for content. And um you know, of course, uh, they put a lot of work into that and they should be compensated for it. But just turning on the haptic triggers, I don't really feel like that's something that should be bundled up and sold off. It kind of, what it reminds me of, Rand, it reminds me of those old EA memes where they show like ham, like video games in the 90s and it's a hamburger with all the stuff in. And then like underneath, it's like video games now and it's like an EA logo and like you buy like the bun, the lettuce, the bap, the burger, the cheese, you buy all that separately as DLC. You, you know, it, it just kind of reminds me of that. But uh, it's not happening to me because I'm on Xbox and I have smart delivery. So I don't really care. You know, I don't think the, but, I mean, I don't think the issue is ghost is like ghosts having an expansion that they're charged for. Like, that's fine. Like uh, Final yeah, Fantasy it's, it's did the <laughs> same thing with, you know, Integrade, where it was a $20 expansion. You know, uh, you know, because Forza, yeah, I have no that. issue. It's yeah, just I have no issue paying for content. It's weird that then they also be like, well, also we want ten dollars to activate the features of the PS5 for Ghosts, but then like they don't do it for like Death Stranding, and then you know they didn't do it for Final Fantasy VII, right? Like. Mm. They just like or Doom Eternal just has a free upgrade with all this stuff. It's just. It's it's like each each kind of thing is its own separate thing, which is which is weird. Um, I don't know. Face says there's no ten dollar upgrade for PS5. To upgrade to PS5 is thirty dollars, and for PS4 it's twenty. I understand that, but it's like the expansion's twenty bucks. So what's the other ten dollars for? Why is the expansion twenty dollars on PS4 but thirty dollars on PS5? And the answer to that question is because of, you know, the sp- specific, you know, features. I I'm, I I think $20 or whatever for an expansion is more than reasonable. A lot of games do that. I think that's perfectly fine. I have no issue with that. But, like, you know, <laughs> charging for, you know, haptic feedback in your controllers and 3D audio, it's like, okay, well, that's, that's definitely something else. And I don't know. Someone asked me if I was going to get it again. But, like... I lost all my saves on the PlayStation, uh, my PS4, because I didn't upload them into the cloud because I didn't really know about that. So, um, I don't think I'm going to play. I don't think I'm going to own it again. So, um, because I would have to like actually play the game again and get to the point where the second island opens up or whatever. And I don't, I don't think I'm going to do that. And the same thing with Death Stranding. Like I already beat that game and I don't, like, what is the director's cut of the Kojima when Kojima had, like, full control of that game anyways? Like, I, I don't know. Like, I have no interest in replaying uh, either of those games, really. So, but that just kind of opens up. Like, are they going to uh, essentially have a Last of Us Part Two director's cut and, uh, you know, any of this other stuff so they can essentially resell the content again? I mean, because you can make an argument that, like, Sea of Thieves could have sold... Uh, the Pirates of the Caribbean stuff, right? Mm-hmm. You know, for and and people people probably would have accepted it. Like, oh yeah, th- you know, that's eight to ten hours of content. 
sold it for 20 bucks, blah, 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 blah. People would have accepted it. You know, people accept like, you know, when Forza does their expansions and, you know, you could buy Hive Busters if you didn't have a Game Pass Ultimate. I don't think people have an issue with paying for expansions uh, that actually have content. I think it's, the issue is like the stuff with the PS5 that people have an issue with. The friendly neighborhood blue shell says Sony for the payers. Yeah, I did see like Push Square kind of going in on PlayStation recently with a lot of some of their um uh yeah, I have some to of say, their announcements. Like, I've been pretty impressed with Push Square recently. Like they're the only PlayStation outlet I see that call out this stuff. Like they're the only outlet I see that has the guts to, you know, demand better from Sony. Like I don't know why I don't know why you wouldn't demand better. Xbox fans demand better from Xbox all the time. When Microsoft put up the price of Xbox Live Gold, the Xbox fans, there was a backlash, you know. Why isn't there like the same sort of, the same sort of expression of, you know, dissatisfaction, like what Push Square is doing? Like I only see Push Square doing it, and when Push Square does it, if you look under the comments, is most people are angry about it. Yeah, they don't it's like, like they don't, don't because most people don't want Sony to be criticized. Yeah, it's like why, if you're so confident about the pl- your platform preference, why aren't you willing to criticize them? It's it's just a bit strange to me, but um, you know, some people get their jollies in certain ways. Like some people worship corporate entities and won't ever criticize them. Other people watch the Kardashians. You know? <laughs> it's all okay, Rand. Is it all it's okay? Not... Is it all okay? It is, it is okay. It's all okay. Definitely okay. Yeah. Right? Uh, right? I, I mean, I don't know. I, I, me and you are definitely going to... I don't know how I'm going to l- look at you differently. Like, every day I'm going to do this podcast <laughs> with you, I'm going to think of myself, this guy spent over $200 <laughs> on keeping up with book. the Kardashians. It was... You know? Well, I... After I buy all the seasons, it will be over $200. Oh, my God. Horrible. How horrible is that? Sin Vendetta. He says, this new Switch announcement was a waste. $50 more than the Series S and way less powerful and has like four to four to five times less storage. It's insane. Yeah, think about that. It's $50 more expensive than the S and $50 less expensive than the PS5 digital version. But, hey, Might it's Nintendo, well. you know, so they can do they can do whatever whatever they want. You know what I mean? It's uh kind of the way it's always been. Um Jez, I uh wanted to talk to you about um Xbox Live going free. Xbox Live going free. Uh, it's coming up again. Uh oh. from our buddy Jeff Jeffrey Grub Grub. Hmm. He basically Grub said that. that um uh let me let me let me let me find the article so I can quote him properly cuz you know Jeff always kind of uh, here's an article that says Xbox is still planning to drop live gold. It's claimed. Um, yesterday during his premium Grub Snacks show on Giant Bomb, Grub aggressed the story again and stated his belief that plans to drop gold were still on the table at Xbox. Quote, in the past, I've said Xbox Live Gold is going to go away. And when I started saying that, it was when Xbox Live Gold was still required for free-to-play games. And I knew for a fact that they were going to make the change before Halo Infinite. And I thought at least it would be dropped for free-to-play games because they weren't going to charge people to play Halo on Xbox when they weren't going to charge you to play it on PC or whatever. Then they decided to raise the price and it looked weird, right? Why would they do that if they weren't going to get rid of Xbox Live Gold? I just wanted to reiterate, Xbox Live Gold is still on board somewhere saying this is going to go away at some point. 
Whether or not they're actually, whether or not they're actively talking about it right now, I don't know. But they still have it on the roadmap saying Xbox Live Gold will be dropped at some point in the future. Grub says the reason Xbox Live Gold hasn't been discontinued yet is because Xbox is still waiting to hit a target number of Game Pass subscribers first. So mm, I've heard that before. Yeah, I don't know. We've been saying that for a long time, I guess. All right, or hmm. <laughs> I don't know. It was always it was always intimated to me that Microsoft wants to get rid of Xbox Live Gold, which I mean, it is. It's no longer really called Xbox Live Gold. It's Xbox Network, right? But like the subscription to play multiplayer was, was always said to me was that they want to get rid of it, but they need to have a certain number of Game Pass subscribers before they can drop it, and that's what me and you have been saying for what over a year now, basically. Yeah, I mean, that, that's what I, I heard that a long time ago. The Microsoft's plan is to drop Xbox Live Gold. And I can't remember what episode we talked about this on, but it was like, it was ages ago. Um, we talked about it before. And Microsoft's plan and their goal, their philosophy, is to get rid of Xbox Live Gold paywall. But philosophically, it has to also make sense business-wise because it represents a huge amount of monthly cash flow right now. And at the end of the day, at the end of the day, um, you can't just cut your legs off, you know, to spite your face all of a sudden because you need to keep that money. At the end of the day, that's cash flow that they would lose instantaneously if they just decided to cut it off. So to replace that, they need Xbox Game Pass to hit a certain amount of subscriptions. And that's their ultimate target. They need to keep... It's about engagement at the end of the day. They need a certain number of people, paying subscribers, to offset what they'd lose from turning off the pay, the paywall for Xbox Live Gold. And um, I don't know when they're going to hit that milestone. So if you want them to drop Xbox Live Gold, go and tell everyone to buy Xbox Game Pass, yeah. uh, what do you, what do you What do you think the numbers are for Game Pass right now? Like... I know you reported back in like April that it might be around 22 million, 23 million. I didn't uh, report that. I tweeted. Well, it. you tweeted it, but I'm just saying like right around there, <laughs> 20, 22 million in April. You know, we're three months. You know, look, yeah, if, you I, had, if you had to guess yeah. by the end of the year, after Halo's out, after Forza's out, after Psychonauts 2's out, and all these games, after Back for Blood and all that stuff. Uh, when 2021 ends, where do you expect game pa- that Game Pass number to be at? I, I, man, like when I, I think what happened was Nick, Nick, wasn't it Nick who tweeted that there was 22 million? Around, and then along, I, yeah, along those lines, yeah. Yeah, and then I replied, actually, it's 23 million now. Um, I'd heard that was the case back then. I don't, again, I don't know for sure if that's true. Didn't have it on a document or nothing. So, um, it could be sort of like, I mean, it could be 23 million now. It could be 25 million. Don't know for sure exactly where we are right now. Um, but the, the last official figure we had was 18 million in January, right? Mm-hmm. So like, if you, if you plot all that stuff on a graph and you assume that it was 23 million in April or, to, or however much Nick said it was 22 million, um, if it was around that figure, um, you know, you could, you could extrapolate it onto a graph if you're mathematically minded. Are you mathematically minded, Rand? Not, because I'm not, not really. 
not not really. No. So if we if we're saying like every four months is like five million, but but you think the thing is like if it was five million subscribers every every few months, presumably that I get that I ramp up and get even faster because more people will be telling their friends about it. Like I t- like one of my friends visited me recently and I was telling him about Game Pass because um. I was just like, you know, he was saying like, you can't play games anymore because the kids take over the TV. And I was just like, play it on your phone, man, with Game Pass. And like, explain him to, you know, Game Pass and all that stuff. And like, when more people have subscribed, there's more word of mouth. So it should grow more rapidly. It's not just going to be a linear, a linear line. It's going to be like a curve, isn't it? Presumably. Um, so it could be anywhere up to like 30 million now. We just don't really know. Um I think that's probably ambitious to suggest. But they have said in the past that there's like, what, 50 million Xbox Live Gold subscribers or something? Like, what was the last official figure we had for Xbox Live Gold? It's a big number, isn't it? I believe. Rand? Uh, what were you saying? I was just saying, like, what's the what's the last official figure for Xbox Live Gold subscribers? They, they, I don't think they've ever given out official numbers for Xbox Live not? Gold subscribers. No, I don't think so. Oh, I mean, right. you might you might have to go all the way back to the 360 era for the for any sort of uh, announcements around, like around gold. You know what I mean? Yeah, I guess. Um, I mean, this, some 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 figures say that it's like for like looking across some old information. It says that like Xbox Live Gold had 48 million subscribers. But I don't know if that's actually subscribers or engagement. But then it says Xbox Live got Xbox Live itself has 90 million users per month. Surely, surely, a lot of those are subscribed to Xbox Live Gold because they want to play Call of Duty. But then again, they don't. You don't even need gold to play Call of Duty Warzone and stuff anymore. No, you don't I don't know. Need gold anymore. That's the problem. A lot of this stuff is just guesswork at this point. You know, yeah, guesswork and hearsay and all that sort of stuff. But I, I would assume that Game Pass needs to be at least as much as what Xbox Live Gold is before they'll flip the switch. I think it's like around so, fifty million. Yeah, I think. I yeah, I think it's about fifty million. If they can even reach fifty million, because you know they need to really expand to PC and and mobile. You know, yeah, or. Like people really need to start like buying the console and subscribing to Game Pass and stuff, because uh, yeah. it's still you know Game Pass's success is still right now largely based on the console aspect of it all. So, um, I I still think it'll go away. Uh, obviously Jeff thinks it'll go away. So, um, it's just a matter of time. Um, so we got uh, a super chat from Face who says, "Why wasn't there a backlash for Sea of Thieves Pirates DLC that launched broken on Game Pass? Is Game Pass an excuse to launch games broken?" Did um there was there was a pretty I mean Windows Central we wrote about it we wrote about the fact it was broken what, what was broken um, on it I I don't know I think some quest didn't trigger and stuff like that there was some issues with it um from what I understand they fixed it already though so. I mean, it's not like people didn't call them out on it. It was just sort of like, it is what it is. It's launch, whatever. I don't think it was that broken to warrant a backlash, personally. Yeah. But, you know, it, was, it wasn't It was like people ignored that. Like, we covered it. A bunch of websites covered it. So, yeah. 
Um, I Siler says, I think it's due to folks being content with what's going on like me. So we don't know. So we don't know demand anything really. I don't care about spending $10, but having to restart Doom Eternal once you get the upgrade is a problem with me. And uh, War says, I think Xbox will pop up new games in Gamescom. So, mm. um, one thing before we get, you know, this last thing I wanted to talk about before we get out of here was um, the Xbox roadmap, Jez. You know, Jeff has talked a little bit Xbox about it. Uh, Cloberl has talked a little bit about it. I'm going to run this by you and I'm going to see what you think. Okay. So, so, 2021, we have uh, Halo Infinite, Psychonauts 2, Age of Empires 4, and Forza Horizon 5. Obviously, those are essentially confirmed. We know those games are coming. Now, people have been wondering, hey, what's, what's on deck for 2022, right? And, and, and so forth and so on. Uh, it's 2022 Starfield, you know, obviously November 11th. As Dust Falls, uh, the Grounded 1.0 release, uh, Forza Motorsport, Redfall, uh, Project Mara, uh, a new project from World's Edge, two Forza Horizon Five expansions, and Deathloop. Now, here's the thing: I don't think Project Mara is 2022. Do you, do you think there's more for that year, 2022, or, or less? Because just looking at this list, I would hazard to guess that Mar- Project Mara, the other game by Ninja Theory, is not in 2022. No, I don't think Project Mara is 2022 at all. I'd be yeah. I, w- I would honestly be surprised if that was 2023. I think I think Hellblade comes out first. Yeah, Hellblade comes out first for sure. Yeah, and then 2023, you have Ghostwire Tokyo, you have Perfect Dark, you have Everwild, you have Senwa's Saga Hellblade 2, you have Avowed, you have Compulsion's Games' new IP, you have a Double Fine new IP, you have the Coalition, the Coalition's new project, you have Obsidian Josh Sawyer's project, you have Halo Infinite ODST or something, and you have Minecraft something. So how do you feel about 2023? I think that's too many games. I think there's no way all those games released that year. Um, mm. I don't think there's a Halo spinoff coming out so soon from that. <laughs> I mean, if this that is... That reminds the- me of those like those old like Halo fan arts of like a, a Halo horror game about the, being an ODST and the Flood fighting and stuff. I don't know. I could, but, I, I could see, I could see yeah, I, Hellblade two. I, I do think Hellblade two avowed are for sure twenty twenty three. Everwild I think is twenty twenty four with the fact that it's being rebooted. I could totally see Compulsion's new game coming out that year. Um, hmm. Perfect Dark I think is more. Well, actually, Perfect Dark could be twenty twenty four or twenty twenty three. Um, and then twenty twenty four and beyond, you have Fable. State of Decay 3, The Next Gears, The Elder Scrolls 6, Outer Worlds 2, Indiana Jones, and Exile RPG and Zenimax Online Project. I mean, that seems about right. Like Fable, I would imagine, is 2024. Uh, I think The Next Gears is 2025, probably. Maybe? Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. Outer Worlds, the, the Elder Scrolls 6. Presumably Starfield 2022, I would say four years for Elder Scrolls. So you're probably looking at like, what, 2026 for Elder Scrolls, um, the next one, right? Yeah. I mean, the whole point here is that like, there's a whole bunch of games coming at different points in time. And it's just a matter of like, what games come when. And while 2021 does seem light, because it's just Halo and Psychonauts, which isn't really even an exclusive it's just Halo and Forza Horizon 5, you know, 2023 and, and beyond all look 
like ton of games and that's why also microsoft needs to get more studios because they need more games jazz that's the whole point you know what i mean yeah i think there's there's also like they're gonna do third party deals like microsoft have been like they've been pretty um vocal about the fact that uh they're they're reviving their sort of publishing brand i don't know if you saw this they they've restarted the Xbox Global Publishing Twitter. They sent sent a bunch of tweets and they've been like tweeting about their partners and stuff. So I I wouldn't be surprised about um, more third party deals happening. In fact, Rand, I do know about two other projects besides Project Dragon that are Ooh, greenlit. Two other um, projects besides Project Dragon and Contraband. Yeah, so like, remember at the start of the year, I, t- I talked about four projects I knew about. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. One was co- one was Contraband, one was Project Dragon, and there's two other projects that I know about, um, which I'm not going to talk about in any detail, but they they seem pretty cool and interesting, um, and they're being built with third party studios, um, and one of them is based on an existing IP, um, a sort of spin off. It's not Halo, it's not Gears or anything like that, but. Regardless, that that is one game that's coming, um, and that I know for a fact that has been greenlit. The other game I'm not sure about. That's sort of like a smaller sort of game, kind of like uh, what's it called now? That was, the, that was the global publishing game they're doing from dusk or something. Yeah, as dusk falls or whatever. As dusk falls, yeah. So I think I think that other project might be a smaller sort of game, but um, but anyway, there are there are there are there are more projects in the world and you, don't, and you and didn't are, even know about kojima's project that was no i didn't no the four the four projects i knew about the, none of them were kojima's project so um there's going to be more projects like that too there's going to be more projects coming down the line um potentially that leverage microsoft ip and stuff like that and that they work with independent studios to build um do you think we see so a yeah. ban- do you think we see a banjo by 2024 i have no idea no, you know, I'm not no even willing idea. to take a guess. Ah, oh, man. I would guess no. Just because of the the fact that there's not many studios that make that kind of game now. Um, But who knows? I'd love to be wrong because I know there's a lot of fans of that IP. And Microsoft's, Microsoft is wasting a lot of goodwill that they've built up with the Smash Brothers thing. In my mind, you don't put a character in smash brothers if you don't plan to make a game based on that character like it wouldn't have been a smart move for microsoft to sort of build a pipe for banjo and then just waste all that stuff that that's a springboard to bring an ip back as far as i'm concerned so in the two next two years i don't know but i do think banjo will come back someday this gen i would say but yeah interesting interesting um do got some super chats I want to get to. Uh, if you guys have any questions, make sure you start thinking of some because uh, we're going to be taking some questions here, ending the show because Jez is uh, Jez is getting a little tired. Because uh, you're back in you're back in um, you're back in Germany now instead of the UK, right? So it's a little yeah, bit later for you. Germany, so it's getting late, and also I I haven't had I've sort of quit caffeine. So oh no oh yeah, it's 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 hard. Caffeine withdrawal is a bitch. Yeah, That's I why know. I kind of like I've been stumbling over my words a bit. I'm like, I'm feeling it in my head. The caffeine withdrawal right now. But uh, I feel you, man. Oh, I feel you. Yeah. Uh, Koloki says, "Ran, glad you're better." Jazz, really disappointed. Kardashians, really. 
must be the <laughs> ass. By the way, tried xCloud this week, tried a few wow. games, and oh my god, it's miles better. Uh, Creaky Lake says, seeing Ghostwire in 2023 is disappointing because that means Xbox gamers will be waiting till 2024 to 2025 to play it and 2027 to 2028 for their next game. Uh, yeah, I mean, Ghostwire Tokyo probably delayed to next year and then 2023 for Xbox. Um, I mean, I don't know. Do they have another team at Tango? I uh, will have to... I don't really know about that. Uh, Tommy says, I don't think we give Matt Booty enough credit. The fact that he climbed up the corporate ladder with that last name is extremely impressive uh garrett says i love an xbox take on super smash brothers anyone else especially with growing first party for roster you have to find a fighting dev for that unfortunately and if they people want killer instinct you know what i mean so yeah that's the problem with super smash is like you need a fighting dev and sin vendetta says jez just wanted to say i'm happy for your boy miles myself and all the souls fan out there that got the 60 FPS boost for Dark Souls 3. The game looks beautiful and smooth. So that was the other uh, bigger announcement, was that they did a special thing for uh, FPS boost for Dark Souls 3. So it runs at 60, 60 frames. And it yeah, was just one game. It. it was just one game. It was kind of weird. It was just one game. So um, what else happened? Oh, Jez, did you see the uh, Xbox ad? All for one from the 90s? singing th- group or whatever the 90s are yeah group. oh my god that was that was incredible that I was absolutely incredible that. xbox's that marketing hilarious. has been pretty pretty on point yeah, uh pretty with quiet. that however i will say a little critique little critique oh oh little critique i, I love the ad but like if you're not somebody who's knows what xbox all access is how is that really selling Xbox All Access to anybody who doesn't know about Xbox? Like, it really seems like it just went into the meme, right? But, like, if you're trying to sell Xbox All Access to someone who's not in the Xbox ecosystem, is that ad really going to do it for them? You know what I mean? I don't know. I don't even care. It was I just mean, awesome. it's a great ad. Don't get me wrong. And, and maybe that's the whole point was, to like kind of get Xbox All Access into people's minds who know about Xbox and know about the 90s, like, R&B thing. But, like, I was just thinking of, like, normies, right? You know, the, the people that watch Keeping Up with Kardashians. Yeah. You don't know anything about Xbox. <laughs> like, that ad would come on and they'd be like, what the hell is this? I mean, I guess it's just an ad for the hardcore to maybe kind of start talking more about Xbox All Access. But, like, mm-hmm. if you wanted to go more broad... Is that the ad that you'd want to do, though? You know what I'm saying? It's a great ad, though. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, that ad is ridiculously amazing. But, like, I kind of feel it like... Have, um, it got a lot of uh, websites talking about it. It did, you know, especially Kotaku, right? Yeah. The fact that it was, like, a 90s-themed music video, that's targeting millennials directly, right? You know, it's it's like, that. that isn't... I mean, that... That isn't an ad you use to target, you know, Gen Z or whatever, whatever they're called. That was firmly targeted at millennials. So they're targeting, they were pretty, pretty firmly targeting the kind of age group who write those blogs, you know. That is true. So, um, yeah. Yeah. And they, they all, they all, they all bought it. We wrote about it. Kotaka wrote about it. Everyone wrote about it. That's so. true. They probably got the, uh, you know, uh, attention they wanted. Uh, War Cryo says, just remember, I told you guys that Xbox will show new games at Gamescom. 
Uh, is Gamescom in a month from now? When's Gamescom usually usually happen? Like around August? Uh, yeah, August, I think. Yeah. Um. All right, so we'll take some questions here. Thank you guys for tuning into the show. You know, it's nice to be back. Uh, thank you guys for you know all the messages and the well wishes. We had a bunch of people here, so if you enjoyed the show, you know, hit that like and subscribe button. Uh, hit the notification bell so you're always notified whenever we do the podcast or whenever I drop new videos. And make sure you follow me and Jez on Twitter. Um, let's see. Let's let's take a look at some of these questions. Uh, X the Gamer three ninety six says. Do you guys know anything about Xbox's new capture system and being able to record voice and clips? Have you heard anything about this, Jez? No. What is I that? Exactly? I don't know. I, I've, I haven't heard anything about being able to record voice and clips. If that's something new, did they announce that today? Or like, I, I, I don't know. Like, I didn't know there was a new capture system. Is that is that something that actually might have happened, Jez? I have no idea. I'll um I'll get on the skiphead ring and have a look because that's something I'll have to write up if that's the case. Yeah, I I don't know. I haven't heard anything about that. Uh, that's all. Says, uh, will Microsoft add discounts and physical games as a Game Pass perk perk to encourage double dipping? I doubt it. Um, I I don't really think you'll see much discounts to physical stuff, unfortunately. Uh, George says, uh, special Nick was the one who says it's acquisition season. You don't believe him? Daniel Ahmed said there was supposed to be big Xbox news this week. Well, he said there was supposed to be cool Xbox news, not big Xbox news. And we all know about Special Nick when it comes to uh, Xbox stuff. He's, he's, you know, he's the ultimate insider when it comes to PlayStation. <laughs> oh dear, poor Nick. <laughs> poor Nick. Did he? Did he ever? Did he ever explain what the shrimp was? Yeah, I don't think he did. He should explain what the shrimp is. Yeah. I love I love Nick. Xbox Air is one of the podcasts I listen to every week. Uh yeah. he does he does know what the uh you know the the meaning of the shrimp is. And if you guys are listening, yeah. you should hit him up on Twitter, maybe hit him up in, in Discord, ask him what the, the shrimp means. And ask him, yeah. you know, ask him have him be more specific. It's not enough to know what the acquisition season is, because the season can be uh, you know, an X amount of time. Tell him, ask him, give us specific dates. We want to know, is it next week? Is it, is it the month of July? Is it the month of August? Is it the month of September? How about the month of November? We want specific time frames, not just like, you know, a, a random vague thing where if something happens, you can point to and say you were right. We want specific things. Ask, <laughs> ask Nick about that. Tell him, tell him to give us specific information and i can make a video about it and include him in it and you know we can make we can make nick and xbox air even more popular um <laughs> david says but xbox has 33 teams to work on games and you counted like only 20 in the next four years so what are the other 13 teams doing that wasn't my list that was uh you know uh that was cloberal and maybe i'll make a video about it soon i don't i mean obviously i don't know what every team is doing uh, that's impossible for someone like for me to know, but like the whole, the whole point is that like, there's tons of games coming, you know? So it's just, I don't know. We don't know what, and like Jess said, like he knows of, you know, four global publishing games and ne neither of them was Kojima and there's still going to be more that they're going to be doing every single year. So, you know, uh, blue moon wants to know Jazz, Why do you alternate from the UK to Germany? 
Because my girlfriend is German and I come to Germany to visit and stay with my girlfriend and her family. There you go. See? We've been together for eight years now. Ooh, eight years. Eight Can you years. imagine there's someone out there that could put up with me for eight years? It's kind of... I mean, we've been doing this podcast for four years. So. Yeah. Wow. Two um, whole people. I, I know, right? <laughs> and... um. Let's see. Uh, That's all wants to know when we will see velocity architecture and will devs continue ignoring it because it requires engine overhauls. Uh, I'm not the person to ask mm. about velocity architecture. Jazz, do you know anything about this? Nah, I think dealer might be a good person to ask about this, but um, it is something I want to learn more about velocity architecture. And if any, if any devs are using it, like is Halo Infinite going to use it? Like you'd, you'd think Microsoft would be the one to, you know, be like, this is what we can do with this. And they've talked about it a lot, but they haven't really shown what it can actually do in practice. So um, I don't know. I think as we get further into the gen and the chip, the chip, the whole chip problem eases up and more and more games move over to next gen. And we, we, you know, we say goodbye to Xbox One and PS4 once and for all. I think like a lot of these features that aren't being used will be like, you know, they'll light up a lot more often, but, you know. We're we're a sort of really long period of cross gen at the moment because of that chip shortage. But yeah, it is uh, what it is. that's all wants to know if Microsoft will push the PC minimum specs requirements up to match the Series S, or will they cater to low end PCs? Hmm, it's a good question. That is a good question. I mean, it it all depends on how much budget they have really i mean they could do like full-blown separate versions for different platforms and stuff like that a lot of the time it just doesn't work out that way and they cater to the lowest common denominator it ultimately depends on you know what they want to do with it um but the thing is even with pcs like a lot of people it's really funny you know what grew on the steam survey steam hardware survey recently what um uh, windows 7 grew on the steam the steam hardware survey recently so there's more people using Windows 7 than there was like in the last survey, which is hilarious to me. So like it's it's people like that who are still using like Windows 7. They're using mechanical hard drives. No one's got an NVMe drive. Like everyone needs to be on an NVMe SSD in order for games to like stop catering towards the lowest end PC. But the cloud can potentially offset some of these issues. And Microsoft's going to announce cloud PC uh, at Ignite very soon and there's going to be cloud pc for gaming too so maybe it won't matter in the future who knows we'll have to wait and see yeah i mean i don't really know much about the pc stuff so george wants to know uh thoughts on the series consoles in japan they started to outpace the xbox one sales it is doing better in japan isn't it yeah apparently it's it's doing a lot better in japan than the xbox one did anyway but um it it's still still not doing great, you know. I think they've got a lot of work to do there to really achieve real penetration. But I think it's going to be XCloud and Game Pass that makes that a thing that happens. Um, but again, it's another one of them. Wait and see. I did like the fact that at E3, Microsoft put a very traditional JRPG right in the middle of their showcase. You know, I think it was very important for them to do that and send that message out that we are paying attention. They did get Dragon Quest. They did get Yakuza. And, you know, but there's still so much stuff that's missing. You know, there's like all those new Final Fantasy games are missing. Persona's missing, you know, all that kind of stuff. So, you know, and anime is pretty big, you know, Rand. 
I don't know if you've anime, heard about anime. Anime is pretty big. Didn't uh, Sony have a, a, a Demon Slayer at their sh- uh, show yesterday? Yeah, Demon Slayer is pretty big. You know, yeah. I read that the Demon Slayer manga, just Demon Slayer, outsold the entire North American comic comic book industry. Jeez. Just that one manga. Does no one want to read Marvel comics anymore? <laughs> I mean, I think they just watch the movies. Yeah, maybe. Uh, I did read that. Don't know if it's true, but I did read that somewhere. Uh, Thanos is a big deal, man. Thanos says, "Do you think the Series S will last longer than five years?" Yeah, I, I would think so. Yeah, I think so. Too, I think yeah. it'll last the whole gen, as long as this gen lasts. I mean, Microsoft has basically ba- they basically say you can't make a series like if you're making a game for Xbox, it has to be Series X and S. So, and I, I can't imagine them dropping that requirement, considering. You probably look five years from now, which system sells the most, the S or the X? It'll be the S, simply because of the lower price point. You know what I mean? Um, so, yeah. Um, let's see what else we got here. Uh, X the Gamer says, one more question. Do you think Discord could replace Xbox Party Chat and messages connecting PC and mobile consoles easily if they remove Xbox Live Gold? Well, that could have been possible if they bought Discord, but with them not buying Discord... I don't know. Do do you, Jez? Do you expect there to be a deeper integration with Discord, despite the fact that Microsoft didn't buy them? Yes, I think Microsoft is working. It's kind of like the whole Spotify thing. Remember when Spotify announced that they were doing this huge partnership with Sony, and everyone was like, "Oh my God, that means Spotify is not coming to Xbox." And then Spotify did come to Xbox anyway. I think it's another one of them, really. Like that that whole partnership thing was just like Discord saying like, look, we're not being bought by Microsoft. We are partnering with their competitor. Look, look at us. It was just marketing, really. I think like any any Discord integration feature that they get on PlayStation, they'll also get on Xbox because ultimately what Discord wants is users. To they want users and they want people to pay for Discord Nitro, which nobody pays for right now. So um Discord has a plan to grow and there's rumors that they're gonna try and go public. I don't think that's a good idea because what is their product really? They they do something that pretty much anyone else does. Um, and the moment that a competitor comes along and offers more for, for less is Discord will die as fast as Skype. They don't have a unique selling point right now. It just so happens that Discord is the best of what they do today. Back then it was Skype, you know, and there'll be someone else who comes along and eats Discord's lunch eventually. But, you know, that's a whole other discussion. I think yeah. any features that PlayStation gets Discord will get on Xbox as well. So uh, don't worry about that. Isiler says, Mr. N, I think I missed when you responded about Doom PS5 transfer issue with saves. I did read it, but I don't really know. Was there a problem with the PS5 transfer with Doom, Jez? This, this might have been no. during the, the time when I was just I just didn't care and I wasn't really looking at news. Like, did you have to start over or something? Um, just just type in, uh, in chat, Isiler, what you mean, because I honestly don't know anything about the Doom PS5 transfer issues with the saves. So yeah. uh, I, I think when that, when that went to, um, when that happened, I was just, you know, I was, I was just sick and I wasn't really looking on the internet for stuff. Uh, Sin says, Jez, I'm, I'm not surprised that Demon Slayer's manga is that successful in Japan because manga is one of the most important media in Japanese culture. So we got, it's one of the most important media period, baby. Well, oh, geez. Anime. 
Uh, so we Can have you a imagine if there was a Kardashian anime. Oh That'd my be god! St- the intersection Luke- of two amazing mediums. So the we have uh, Lucas and Jordan saying that yeah, Doom Eternal had issues with the saves. Uh, Jordan says yes, you have to start Doom over on the PS5. Well, that I mean sucks. that sucks. <laughs> that really does sucks. I mean Doom is a great game, but like I, I'm the type of person who's like I don't really want to start games over again, which is why like I look at the the. the the Death Stranding thing, and I'm just like, yeah, I don't think so. I'm not playing that again. Or I look at Ghost of Tsushima, and I would consider doing it again if I have my save, where I could like immediately load in and play the new, uh, you know, the new the new island. But since I lost my save because the way PlayStation handles their cloud saves is sucks, to be frank. Uh, so like I would have to start the game over. Like I don't want to play go. I love Ghost of Tsushima, but like I don't like playing games over again. Uh, and now someone's gonna be like, "You just played Mass Effect," and it's like, "Yeah, ten years apart from when I actually did." You know what I mean? Like I literally played Ghost of Tsushima last year. Like I don't really want to play through the game again. I'm sorry. That's kind of the way I feel. So um, yeah, all those all those weapons and upgrades for Doom gone. Yeah. Uh, iSiler says if, if you upgrade to the PS5 version your saves don't go with it it has to be a fresh start that sucks that's uh that's horrible actually yeah. I wouldn't want I wouldn't upgrade it then <laughs> Thanero says Kardashian hentai would be dope oh my god <laughs> look what you did oh dear I just you made did. your pug I just made your podcast 18 rated yeah. in Google's <laughs> Georgie says perfect dark before fable doubt that I mean it's just one person's kind of uh you know, thing. I I could easily see Perfect Dark coming before Fable. I could see Fable coming before Perfect Dark. It's just a matter of of when. Um, let's see. Uh, Adam says, "Hey, Rand, don't you know what's coming? What's coming? More more Kardashian jokes? <laughs> is that is that what's coming, Adam? Uh, oh, he knows. No, no, no. It's coming. Oh, baby. What what's coming? It it's coming home." Oh, Football. it's coming home. coming home. Okay. You know what's interesting is before <laughs> before E3, before Xbox did their show, we got during one of the podcasts that we did, Jez, I distinctly remember this and I need to look through it. Somebody was like, Hey guys, did you hear about the new game Redfall? And it oh. stuck in my mind because I was, you know, because it was like Redfall. I'm like, what the hell is that? Right? And then obviously like a like a week or two later. You know, it was it was Redfall was announced, and I was like, "Oh man, this guy obviously knew what was going on." Adam says it's coming home. It's coming football coming home. Oh geez, here we go. <laughs> hey, what's up, Zalker? Uh, I don't know if you if you missed it, but uh, Jez is addicted to keeping up with Kardashians and has actually spent money to buy seasons. Don't don't let him <laughs> don't let him forget that. Oh, dear. so anyways. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, that time to uh, end the show. We appreciate everyone for being here. All the support, uh, hit the like button, subscribe, notification bell, follow me and Jez on Twitter. If you're listening to this later on Google or iTunes or whatever, we appreciate you. Make sure you, uh, you know, leave like a review on iTunes. That's important, right, Jez? Like hit, hit, leave a review or hit hit the stars or whatever. Yeah. Uh, A review, a review on iTunes or or wherever really helps us out. So thanks everybody for sticking with us and dropping reviews. If you do on your, I, I Apple fruit devices. Yes. So yes. Yeah. We'll be back next week. Uh, hopefully there'll be more to talk about. Maybe Nick will be right for a change about acquisition season. 
you know, maybe, maybe he will. Maybe, maybe he can tell us about like the shrimp and what it truly means. Make sure you guys ask him about that. Tell him that Randon Jez sent sent you, and uh, he he appreciates that. Adam says, "Great show, guys! One of the best Xbox podcasts around." Thank you. Uh, hope everybody enjoyed the show, and we'll be back next week. And uh, I should be starting to put out some videos, and some feeling a little bit better. So, uh, yeah, it was a great it was a great time, and uh, we'll see you next week.